Hi everybody, welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast, episode 183. Jack is excited. Do you want to just get it out of the way here? No. You're saving it for news? Yeah. Okay, so um, he will have some breaking news for you that uh, he's very excited about. So if you're a regular listener, you might be able to guess something he's been predicting for for the last two years. Two years of our life here. Uh, But yeah, we're back down in the basement. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of wrestling after we banter a little bit about things. So there's timestamps if you want to skip past this or find any specific segments we'll be going over dynamite nxt tna both pay-per-view you can call it impact technically speaking the show is impact although impact i don't know if that's just the thursday night show do you want to get in well so like technically you could call it impact but are you gonna i feel like you should be calling it tna impact so then you can get into the havoc so knowing you if technically speaking (laughs) you can call the weekly show impact then the paper is gonna come here and be like impact i know um, so i'm just rebellion and I'm, and i'm gonna be like nope it's tna i think i'll just stick with tna so we'll talk about that we even watched well i watched two-thirds of raw i got you were there for most of it i think i watched some of it just checking things out i hear i watched some old matches too and yeah so we'll talk about a whole bunch of stuff some trivia some news but first what happened to you this week anything exciting um I guess semester's winding down. It is. We start exams. You've got exams starting <laughs> exam. next Thursday. One. I have fitness yeah. exam and that's it. So I'm that's really it. not doing anything. Other humans have many more exams than you. Yes. But yeah, you don't have too many. So that'll just be morning classes for you or none at all. So you'll, you almost get another week of school off because you only have that one exam. When do we like switch start next semester? Yeah. Like it's usually the first week of February mm, is when you switch. You went out and played to badminton tonight. Your brother went to the same place. Right after you, still there as a to play time basketball with some seventeen and eighteen year old kids, even though he's thirteen. But that's okay; he knows them all well from yeah, my yeah. It's the same thing with Badminton, team. honestly, some of them. It's like, I, I told you about it. It's it's ridiculous sometimes. It's, what is the, just like there's little people there. And it's oh, like, at badminton, yeah. No. When it's supposed to be, what's the age range? I want to say it's like fifteen or sixteen. Like, and there was clearly young ones, dude. The one girl had to be like eight, taking up space and not being good at stuff. I almost want to, like, I would feel, I'll say this on air just so you can see how I am. It's documented. Um, I would feel bad about smashing the little girl's face, but at the same time, it's like, that's what you get for being here. That's what you get. Part of me is like, and even with the ones that, like, the one person I do play with, uh, her, I told you her little sister and friends are there, which they would probably be, like, Nate's age or so like, around Nate's age, we'll yeah, say. Grade maybe, seven or eight, maybe probably. Um, even them, like, I feel bad for hitting it, but then I'm, I'd also, like, you're here you're i'm gonna do that mm-hmm. if i can obviously and um i'm sure you can guess which side of me would take over in that scenario yeah i could probably guess you're yeah you're id not so much your super <laughs> ego okay okay all right pal references we're not, we're to not freud doing that. here on we're the not, podcast we're not doing that here. we the don't banter. do that here we're getting yeah we don't do that here no we don't do that here but yeah don't, so it's just been me. another week we've been um it winter has arrived in southern ontario and stuck winter around this week it did we mention the power it's outage? Like minus or we 15. did. That would have been last week. Yeah, that week, was right? last week. Yeah. Happened the night before. No power outages since then. So Mm-mm. everything's running along really nicely. Power has ran since then. It has. I don't know. I don't really have much exciting nope. going on. So I think we get right into it because we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. A few Indeed. extra things this week. So, all right, we'll turn it over to wrestling stuff specifically as we tackle some uh, of the week's wrestling news and rumors. All right, just let me get through the ratings and then you can, you know, or are you going to do the thing with your gimmick where you like say the big news and then give me a tiny little story? No, I have other stuff. I okay. Go uh, with. I don't know. I might so save it. ratings was uh, a bit 
one down, one up this week. So NXT was the one down at 683,000 viewers, so down 5.4% from last week. 0.19 in the key demographic, down 9.5. It's the lowest audience total, that 683,000 for the show, show since December 26th. Which was <laughs> like three weeks ago. Okay. These are the things they give me. Uh, okay, yeah, Di- like, yeah. Dynamite averaged 891,000, so it's up 12% this week. Earned a 0.33 in the key demographic, up 14%. And it's Dynamite's best audience since going back a little further than a few weeks, October 18th. Mm. So several months at least, okay. which is nice. All right, what do you have for well, us in news? Before I, did you see the recent death? Uh, I don't think so. Well, Butch is officially deceased. Oh, there it is. As Pete Dunne is back, baby. So Jack has been finally. This. Pete Dunne was one of my favorite I've been, we wrestlers Pete in the Dunn. world for even documenting on this podcast. We were loving his work before he got called up. Um, and ever since the day he pulled up as Butch, I've been anticipating this moment that was probably like in march of 2022 so it's been almost two years since. Uh, and it has to be we got rid of vince right i think so because it Butch be. was especially the original incarnation of butch was definitely vince creation the it was insulting like, to this man it was horrible even when he like got the single whatever like it's been quite it's been a long road to get here it's been like mm-hmm. a slow creeping back in like first at the end of 2022 he got his ring gear back and then it's like, so like he's been getting a few solo opportunities. He faced Dar for the Heritage Cup. He was in Money in the Bank. And then I think once, yeah, Vince was gone fully. And then also then they got Ridge Holland back away from him and Sheamus right. is injured. So him being isolated allowed them to do that. And um, yeah, so he, they had him basically. So it was a couple of weeks ago, him and Tyler Bay. Tyler Bay debuted. Mm-hmm. They beat Pretty Deadly. And then last week there was the vignette obviously teasing uh, the Bruiser Wade's yep. return, and then this week they face Pretty Deadly Gambit. Who are you going to be? What's your name? What's your name going to be? Yeah. yeah. And um, them facing Pretty Deadly again so soon pretty much signaled to me. Yeah. As if it wasn't already. I've been like waiting all week. Like, oh, I've been, it's, I've been waiting two years for this basically. I yep. never wavered, and you thought I was, I got mocked at every turn by a certain. <laughs> well, because I have no man. faith in WWE doing and anything. This good. is what you have paid. Dreams do come true. This I guess so. Stuff happens. Yeah, no. And Congratulations. I, was, I said to my friend, um, I've been more excited about Pete Dunne changing his name in the last week than I have for most Marvel things. Have lately. you added it to your best of list yet? It's, <laughs> it's honestly be, it best be. promotional decision. Oh, I'm so happy. This is a good way to start the year. Um, I'm super You'll happy. You'll invent though. a category just he, for it. He's got his um, best reversion Jeff back Bible to original theme. character. Yeah, best nominees. Name. Nobody. No, but this is awesome. We love Pete Dunne here. Um, and he has been mostly like. Butch has been mostly erased for a little bit now, but it's just not the same. Like, yeah. Especially, we need Pete Dunne to turn on Tyler Bate eventually, too. That's what I'm really waiting for. I'm sure he will. Just having Pete Dunne back is so good. I'm like hearing him announce it, and I saw the finish of the match, and like them referring to him as Dunne, it's just, and the red gear, it's just, it's refreshing, you know? And it is. So good I'm, for him. I'm overjoyed. I've been super happy. And I, um, because I knew I was so, I was so certain of it coming today that I watched some old Pete Dunne matches, which I'll talk about uh, later. And I can get my uh, Pete Dunn T-shirt back out of the. Closet, I'm gonna. You know? I told you as soon as they put up new Pete Dunn merch, I'm gonna get something. Because honest, I've been, I've been waiting too long for this. It's. I just. I can't explain how happy I am because it's so small. <laughs> but I'm just like I, I miss Pete Dunn and Pete Dunn's amazing. Like you said, Butch was just so insulting, not only to him but just like because I thought he was doing really great and yes. I don't know. And then he, just, but it was the classic in NXT up to main roster, and then they just don't know what to do. It was just ridiculous, but uh, I'm super happy about that. That's one of the best things I've seen in a while. So, so from a character happy. returning to a 
signing of a guy I like to a company I watch, Black Taurus apparently. Right, that's has right. reached another a deal name change with mm -hmm. AEW and or Ring of Honor. And yes, it seems like he's not going to be able to use his uh, Black Taurus name because AAA owns it. Even though he's been using it on the indies, that's because he has still been there affiliated with them, right? So I don't know what he'll be called, but I'm assuming he can keep the mask and everything, which I at first so, I thought was crazy, but now I love it. The mask right? is so cool. If he yeah. didn't have that, then... So he's fantastic. AEW fans, if they hadn't seen him, got to see him take on Vikingo, right? On ROH's pay-per-view and Rampage, I and guess. Amazing match. So yeah. uh, I'm super pumped to have him come and see what they can do with him. Hopefully he doesn't get lost in the shuffle or... absolutely. Be, he better not be exclusively on Ring of Honor because that's a that's a tough one to watch. But mm -hmm. good for him. Love him. Hopefully you get to see him on Dynamite. Absolutely. Um, New Japan confirmed that Kazuchika Okada is leaving, I think, at the end of he this month. He is gone, yeah. I think he's got a few dates for them in February. Which well, he's I'm not on sure Impact he's... already. Or sorry, TNA already. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he is on there. Um, and then, yeah, so he's gone. It's not like confirmed where he's going, but it's confirmed that he's leaving, which is crazy because he's been there since like late 2000s and he's been like rainmaker at least for a decade now if that's who tna was referring to the like imagine he signs when they were saying like the biggest signing ever that's close that's why i thought it truth. was him because like because dolph ziggler is not the he biggest was coming back ever. for i guess there was that too which that would have been news so but... if dolph ziggler was used as like the trolling and then it's like see like ginger and the rock right. that's mean but like no yeah because him coming back to TNA has been a big deal because of what they did to him last time. So I, that's yes. why I thought he was the signings to be like some huge thing that like they signed him back. Somebody but. in a promo or whatever made reference to it like that they knew him. Oh, I think it was Saban that they knew him in 2000 whatever when he was in uh, it TNA. It been like 2010 or something. I think. Something or somewhere around there. They, somebody mentioned it. I think it was Saban. I feel like or I've, I've heard that they're... Sorry, Triple H and Sean are pushing for him in I WWE. I think he'll end up in WWE. I feel like he'll but... end up there, and that's good, because I like him, but I don't really need him in AEW. He's not my favorite. No like, he's good, and he has big matches, but, like... I think he'd fit, as long as they, they're willing to push him. Yep. And if they do push him, then push Nakamura, because it's not... It's ridiculous that you wouldn't push Nakamura, because he's just as good. Yeah, I agree. They'll, I'm sure they'll put them together in a tag team to start. Or uh, something if that like gets that. them both doing stuff, True. fine. True. Uh, did you hear what the next season, I guess it's season five of Dark Side of the Ring, who they're going to I did not. Cover? That's interesting. So the big one that got me to click was it's Kurt Angle. So they're going to do that with his prescription drug Oh, okay. No, that'd be interesting. Hopefully and not like crazy dark. Quite a lineup. It seems like they're going more individuals rather than there's one like event. Like incidents? Okay. But the rest are people. So Brutus Beefcake. Maybe the parasailing thing, or did he? Did he have, like do something? I assume everyone that wrestled in the eighties had major drug problems. That's fair, right? So there's a you lot of cocaine, that parasailing thing a lot of cocaine, a like, lot of steroids, other steroids, things. obviously. Yes, uh, Harley Race. Not sure. Um, maybe because he did. Remember, he pioneered the diving headbutt, and he regretted that because there's like the things with um, Dynamite Kid and Benoit. So right. maybe it could be related to that. Buff Bagwell. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, Chris Adams. Who? I think he had battled alcohol. Gentleman, Chris Adams. Who? Like a British wrestler from WCW. No idea. He was the super kick kind of a pioneer or perfecter. I, I have never what. seen this man in my life. He was uh, similar to like Regal. I think he was better than he got presented in WCW. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I anyways, uh, Sandman, There's a. am sure there's a lot of things. And then Black Saturday, which was in the 80s. That's when Vince came on WCW. In Georgia, it? right? Yeah. yeah so that's, that's an interesting one because that's not like... And I don't know much about that. That's not really dark side. I know it was in the era where Vince was like in his it's true. Takeover. Like I don't know what the dark part of it. Other yeah, than like, it was. I've seen it in videos before. It was like it's from what I remember, it's 
it was in the period where he was like taking over territories or yeah, whatever. And I think he bought out Ole Anderson's Georgia territory and he was pissed. And then he came on WCW on that Saturday mm-hmm. and then he was putting so briefly Vince was on WCW basically. Yes. And like he was putting out a product like he had an arrangement with Turner to put out like live wrestling from Atlanta or whatever they wherever they were, right? Yep. But he putting out his tape product and then the fans who watched Georgia they don't they didn't like the w, WWE style, so then it like did really bad and Oli started up another thing and then like I don't know. So I'd be confused if that really fits Dark Side because Dark Side I think of things like um, well, Dark, Tammy Sitch yeah. and Benoit and yeah. Plane Ride from Hell even works or like yes. like these incidents, right? Like Collision in Korea, that one made sense. Von Erichs is a great one, obviously. Yeah. Yes. Um. So th- that's an interesting one to me because I, I mean maybe there's something we don't know, right? But like, there easily could be. I, I was only seven when I've that happened. I've seen an entire video on that, and I feel like there'd be some mention of something darker if you would think. there was something, right? So maybe I'm just like. But we're not the name like, too much. we're not religious watchers of. Uh, I watch the ones that interest me. I just sometimes struggle with. I know that wrestling has all of this terrible stuff, and I don't need to spend. That's true. So much I time drilling down into it. Sometimes some of them are interesting. Though. Like the the Korea one was really cool because that I didn't know about. It's and... already like a guilty pleasure of ours without knowing everybody involved is an absolute dirtbag. Sometimes I'd rather not know. That's true. That's you know why, I mean? like, again. The Korea one's not bad because it's not like it was cool. That it's was not like because like the plane ride from Hell one. I feel like that one outed Flair as a dirtbag, yes, right? Yeah, that was a well, thing. But like further confirmation, right. I would but say. But like that, yeah. Especially in the internet age, it really got yes. him under crap, right? So and AEW signed him and put him on TV, anyways. Yep. But anyways, the Korea one's good because like that was interesting and it's not like mm-hmm. it was kind of dark. I guess because North, it North Korea, but like it's not like that's giving me a negative opinion of anyone. No, and like as. It was horrible just more a culture shock is, thing. As horrible as it is, Benoit is a really good one for that because it's not like... Yeah. It's also like no one's... I don't know what it is. I'm not one of those people that struggles to watch like a Benoit match or whatever. No problem. I watch old WCW to fall asleep all the time. I don't it think I struggle me. to watch him. I just like... I I don't know. I, I think just... freshly after it happened, I took a break from wrestling then and the Owen Hart, but I don't know. Owen Hart. Have they done one on him yet? They should do one on him. I don't him. think so. Um, I only Anyways, have a couple other things. Digression. Yep. Um, so New Japan's Battle in the Valley was like, I think on the 18th, so it was pretty, sh- not on the 18th, that was yesterday. It was like last weekend or something. It was the same day as Hard to Kill, because I remember that was like a big evening. Right. Um, so we wouldn't have talked about it, I guess. No, um, I don't think so. Jack Perry resurfaced That's right. at New Japan show. He attacked Shota Umino. He ripped up an AW contract, and he put on an arm in that says scapegoat. Yeah. So, so with a fuller beard too. Um, so interesting. I'm not sure what angle they're going for here, but it's interesting. That basically he's the black sheep of AEW. Right, because they suspended him else. and it's been like months since we, right. we haven't seen him since. So it's kind of like he's on on excursion, I guess. He'll get some experience and yeah. work. Maybe I feel like we did talk about it because I feel like I was like, I'll We've be happy if he it. polishes his. We've care. talked I feel about like we it. did it on. I don't think we talked about it here. Because no, I was like, I'd be fine if he goes and perfects a heel Maybe character. Maybe we did. I don't think we did, though. I if think someone knows, then I guess <laughs> Let us tell know. us. But um, no, so that's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, if it comes back better, I'm all for it. And um, I know you're asking me. I th- it's definitely a work. Like, I think so, yeah. Uh, I don't think it's. If this was like 90s or something. Like Monday, but you can't Monday just Monday rip Wars up a there. contract. It doesn't cease to exist because you rip it. Monday up, Night you know Wars, I mean? it would have been the like, It's like when the outsider showed up, people believe that, but it's not. Wrestling's not that no. anymore. So no, no, not obviously at all. there's that, but it is still interesting from a certain perspective. So it is. We'll see what he does for sure. 
So WWE confirms their early morning start time. I mean, not in all places, not where it's taking for place. Us. For Elimination Chamber, right, which you said is in Australia. Elimination Chamber Perth is the logo. So it will be taking place on February 24th, and it will start Eastern Time at 5 a.m. And at Pacific Time, it's 2 a.m. So kind of interesting. I'm kind of excited to wake up and, like, have a coffee and have it ready to go. And Yeah, I mean, it'd probably be done by the time we're up, no? Maybe? I would assume so. On, uh, especially on when, a Saturday? Yeah, usually. When, especially when you're up, yeah. Yeah, so uh, that'll be cool. <laughs> Wait, uh, it's not, no, never mind. As long as it won't conflict with football, if there's any on that day, it'll be mm-hmm. over before that. Although mm-hmm. I think that's after Super Bowl, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But anyways. It'll be interesting. It's yeah. the earliest I've ever heard for a wrestling And I'm show. hoping it'll be like a big venue that forces them to change their setup again. Which reminds me, Raw actually had a different stage, but it's because they're in like a smaller venue and they had to build yeah. a stage from the ground up instead of, just they hang a thing or something. Sticking their old one in. A giant, big ass LED screen. Yep. Uh, I only have one more item. I have none more. So this is just sort of surprised me a little bit. I do watch MLW from time to time. I check in every few weeks with them usually. They announced they're expanding their schedule for 2024. So they are planning on airing one premium live event and one signature event monthly moving NWA? forward. So no MLW. Oh. So they're doing the PLE every month sort of thing. MLW, really? So they, Do they really have the right to like... The ability to do that, I don't know. The fr- I, I, they're on Fight, or what used to be called Fight. It's now Triller, I think it is. Why has it changed? And people, I mean, probably got bought by some larger I entity. I don't know how it works. And then the other stuff will air on YouTube and wherever else they put their things. So I may check out the odd, one of their monthly free pay-per-views. I probably won't. Every time I see them, I'm just like, it's not for me. Something and about them is just not there. It's not. It's, I don't know. I... I check in with it. I check in with what else do the one that they just did the OVW I'll check in with NWA I'll check in with just when I have time to and I'm not really looking to pay super attention and it doesn't really grab me and make me come back every week like no on a monthly schedule I'm fine just as soon as NWA there are some things I like like uh, what is it Bomae Fight Club they're cool the current champions Alex Kane or whatever he's cool he's cool yeah Um, but anyways that's all I have. So uh, I guess we'll get into talking about our wrestling. The first thing we'll do is go back to Wednesday night and look at this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. All right. I found that I didn't have like super strong I agree. opinions on this show. I so I might like, not be that interesting. I felt us. like it was a pickup though. In general, I feel like it was a little up from last week because I feel like I last week, last week I gave it a C something I think so that I, gave, I would I agree. Thought we gave it a, I gave it a B minus. I thought I thought you I think you gave it the same. I'm, I was pretty sure. I don't know. I could check, but yeah, I just, remember, I just like, was like because the first show of the year I'll keep saying was really good. Nothing was offensive. Nothing was amazing. Kind of deal. So I don't know. I thought the and main, I'm not one of those that's going to fabricate yeah. strong opinions just to main event was strong. I thought though. Actually. I agree. It over delivered. I agree. We'll say, but we'll get there. Yep. Um, speaking of which, we get a package for said main event, which is Joe and Hook. It was just a recap of Joe's promo from last week, which was good. And um, Hook had like some promo that they put on Instagram. Um, he was talking about his record being second to none, and it's time he gets another title. And he basically is like, what do I have to lose? Which is fair. Um, not the fake title, I guess. Yes. Um, it was a solid package to have the main event, though. Not a lot to it, but it was solid. I appreciate that they took the time to try and make this feel more than just a random 
like placeholder challenger, yeah. right? So feelings I, aside on the execution, I was not a fan of like just thrusting hook into the spot. And it feels like another thing they're just trying something new and different in 2024, yeah. right? So I was I thought it was cool. Yeah. Um. At least with this match, it didn't injure the champion and potentially take him out like uh, gender. Nope. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's right. They tried to pull the gender. Uh, yeah, thing Seth again. looks like he's out. Gonna be out for a bit. If I as if I didn't hate gender enough. Yeah. Um, they're using the collision set again. I'm wondering if this is becoming normal for Dynamite. Like, I'm wondering if like they're they want to transport the same stage around for Collision and Dynamite. Yeah, maybe. Which is also what WWE does with their big one LED mm-hmm. screen. Just ugh. um, but at least this their stage is better. Um, but I did kind of like the Dynamite and Collision at different stages. I wish I didn't Ron's like the ring there. apron. This in all the yeah, I had all the Suicide Squad. We'll we'll bet we'll get that out of the way. The Suicide Squad banner. Yeah, it was just like white. It's like. I find white always looks weird on a but ring apron. But the ring apron and the barricades, the barricade, it was yeah. like, pick one or the other, man. I'd go with barricade so the ring at least looks like pure, you know. Barricade is fine because they put like the game advertisement, so sort for their game. Yeah, it was um, too they much. Put down there. Yeah. Or for me just this put week. it on the Tron because they've mm-hmm. done that plenty of times and that's like out of sight, out of mind most of the time, right? Yeah, so, but they I do agree. with the woo energy. Where I <laughs> That's what it. I was thinking too. Um, we open the show with As You Would Want It, Christian Cage versus Dustin Rhodes for the TNT title. Um, I like because... seeing Chris. I don't know exactly. Because uh, Dustin is a dead dad, I guess. <laughs> um, I like seeing Christian on my TV. I'm not going to complain about that, but I wish he was speaking. And I wish there was a point to this or a chance that the yeah. challenger could win. Agreed. And the only thing I noted was no uh, Shivani tonight. Right? They said he's they on Rickabani. on assignment, and we yeah we get Rickabani instead. Who's a good replacement? I like Rickabani. Yeah, he's fine. He's pretty good. Um, Christian tries to cross Dustin with the ring post, but Dustin counters. He pulled him in the ring post with his feet. Uh, diving cross body that side from Christian, which is surprising. Mm-hmm. Like a, doing an actual high risk kind of thing. Uh, we got a bit of a slap fight, which sounds lame because I picture like a diva slap fight. Sure. Um, but they were getting some good shots. Yeah, they in, were. I thought. Uh, code red from Dustin for two. Frog splash from Christian for two. Um, Christian went to use the teeny tile, but the ref took it away. And while she's distracted, Dustin rolled him up in a small package. And before the ref looks back, Nick Wayne like kind of ran in the ring and pushed the pin over so that Christian's pinning right. him. Um, luckily, that was only a two count because I thought that'd be kind of a lame. Yeah, finish. if he needed that to win, or just like even the fact that like Dustin didn't take anything before that, mm-hmm. you know, it's like mm-hmm. it just wouldn't really work for me. Uh, Dustin had a nice like pair of moves back to back as a superplex and then a crossroads. Thought that was pretty nice. Uh, that got a two count. Uh, Destroyer Nick Wayne on the outside. That I thought Nick Wayne sold really yeah, well. Yeah, looked good. Um, looked that really looked good. good. Uh, spear and a kill switch from Christian got a surprising near fall. I'll give them that. And uh, second kill switch gets the win for Christian. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with this, and I'm Agreed. pretty sure a lot of other people liked it more than I did. But I like, saw, yeah, some people were high on it. And for a Dustin Rhodes match, I thought it was good. Right, but at the end of the day, it's, it's Dustin, Dustin Rhodes, Rhodes in 2024, yeah. and a match he has no chance of winning. A pretty got a lot of time. It felt like competitive, but just no heat to it. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm not sure what Christian gets out of having a competitive match with Dustin Rhodes. Um, I guess it's okay because he's kind of old too. Felt but... a bit long, kind of uneventful. Yeah. And I don't... Why is Dustin... He's now had like back-to-back impressive showings against top talent and still not selling his ankle injury. But, no. Um, I hope there's like... We're not getting a one more run story coming through. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I would. I feel like on. we would have seen something. Probably. Um, as much as I kind of like Dustin, like he, as far as the old guy, go, uh, old guys go, he's pretty good. He's but impressive still, but if I'm gonna complain about Sting being in potential title mixes, which I will, I will complain about Dustin. Like, I don't need to see him getting a title shot. And I don't need to see him like 
get, getting competitive matches. Like you can have it on Rampage, that's fine because I don't sure. watch that, and that's like a lower rate show, so that's fair. But and we've said it so many times. There's so many people that struggle to get on any sort of TV in this company. Yeah. Like I don't. I would like I don't to know. see Christian defend against someone promising, and then you yes. have Luchasaurus or Nick Wayne interfere to get him the win, because then it makes sense that Christian's beating someone younger, right? Yep. Um, but yeah, it was solid for what it was. Nothing amazing, but like. In terms of a Dustin Rose match, it was good, but like you said, it's a Dustin Rose match, so it's not necessary. No. Um, never expecting a ton from him in this day and age, but he was pretty good. Um, both of them did as well as usual. Perfectly serviceable, not much more. It just didn't feel super notable. No, it um, didn't. just didn't feel like something you need to watch, and that was like, again, the result was never in doubt, which I feel like it would be for Christian at, at this point in his title run, but like, I would have liked some suspense maybe too. for a challenger. Uh, but a couple things I liked was the Destroyer Nick Wayne was really cool and the Superplex Crossroads combo. And I thought they got a good near fall with the Spirit Kill Switch because I thought that would be the finish. Mm-hmm. So Dustin kicking out of that was kind of cool. But I'm not sure he needs that rub. <laughs> um, no, I don't think he does. Yeah, but this was good for what it was, but not a hot opener. Nope. But an okay one for Agree. sure. Uh, then we get a Swerve Strickland interview. And Renee asked him if he's going to watch the main event for the title. Swerve said he's laser focused on the world title. And he's, he's on the top of anyone's mind. Uh, after the C2, he said he's the most dangerous man going after the most coveted prize in this industry. And then Renee mentioned Hangman and Swerve said he's a great wrestler. He talked about all the guys he beat in the last year or so. Uh, he beat Mox in a Texas death and whatnot. Uh, but he couldn't beat Swerve. And he has, Swerve said he has no reason to do it again and nobody to prove it to. Uh, and whose house? Swerve's house. He had eye makeup on, kind of. I black kept looking eye, at like that. Under his eyes? He had like black makeup around his eye and I could not stop looking at that. It was distracting me a little and I didn't like it. <laughs> so I hope he stops doing that because I don't want him to do that. Swerve sounded good here. I like that he he put Paige over it. He went over his resume, which I think the top guys should try and focus on making their opponents sound good because then you look good. Yeah, the Gracie, yeah, I good. think what Switchblade usually does that well. Yeah, Mox, Mox Moxley always, always does, does it. it really well. MJF to his credit does that. Yeah. Um, Eddie. Yeah, Eddie as well. And so, and then he also brought it back to him though, because saying like, "Yeah, you had an amazing run and beat all these people, but I beat you twice, right?" And that's logical. I don't need to deal with you anymore. I've beaten you twice. Why should you get another shot? Obviously, I should be first in line. All makes sense. Um, And it's not that he's cowardly, right? He's just done with it already. He's kind of in the right, yeah. So I I liked it. It reminds us that he's focused on the main title uh, as he should. Either way, we're heading to a three way, which I'm all here for. That's an awesome trio right there for sure. Um, But yeah, good stuff from Swerve as always. Um, The eye makeup was distracting me a little, but I like what he said. Um, I especially liked the last bit, like you said, where he put over Hangman, but then reined it back, saying he beat him twice. He doesn't need to prove to anyone. And he's right. He's always so cool. So he's he's got it down packed, and I love it. Um, just get rid of the eye makeup because it's just it's really strange. <laughs> he had it at the end of the show too. Still, I right? just it. Yeah, I don't. It was different. It was weird. I don't like it. I'll keep complaining he, about he it. He looks so cool and perfect already. I don't think he needs to change no. anything. Clearly, I can will things out of or That's into right. existence. Um, so in two years, where we'll stop wearing that makeup. I murder people and you bring them back to their original characters. <laughs> yeah, you bring exactly. them back to life. I will will Walter back into existence one day. Yeah, also, man. although actually, no, Gunther is okay. Gunther is acceptable. I want you to will Chunky Walter back. <laughs> I'm going to will I him miss Haas will Walter. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll will that back into existence next. And then we'll run back Walter and Pete Dunn. Boom. Exactly. That's how it's done. Um, next, we get Chris Jericho interview because that's what I was asking for. Mm-hmm. But we also get like a Battle of the Belts highlight package with this, right? Which is because 
because no, they know we didn't watch it. I, I want actually, I want to know the ratings on that. I'm going to look that okay. up while you talk because they this. know we didn't watch that. Nobody I would does. love to know. Nobody does. I remember people thought they were going to be like their Clash of the Champions special. Because remember, WCW did that. It'd be nice if that was that. Like, they, you could actually build these, honestly. I think the idea of a weekend TV special is not a bad idea, especially mm-hmm. back in the day when they didn't do a lot of pay-per-views. It would have been really cool. But This was Battle of the Belts 9, right? I believe so. Well, what are we looking at here? Like, ha- clock a million on that? 351,000 viewers. Oof. It is the lowest show viewership since October 2022. Was that last Battle of the Belts? I I, that's probably one of those lame I things. Anyways. So it doesn't do well. We'll put it, it that not. way. I can't imagine it does. It's after no. Collision. Yeah. Or exactly. after Rampage or whatever. Um, so Jericho complained about the Don Cowles family costing him and Guevara that match, which was a street fight at Battle of the Belts. And he's going to seek and destroy Takesha's ass. Mm-hmm. That was weird. Uh, Mad Side Al walked in. Who? Saying this isn't Jericho, the Jericho that he knows and he wants a match. Jericho said, <laughs> You were born to do this. Oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, uh, ha, ha. Oh, yeah, I just got <laughs> uh, that. Mad Side Al mentioned he beat him before, and I was like, Did he really? And then I was like, It would have to be Evan Bourne because I don't think there's any other overlap. Because no. Mad Side Al's been on the Indies for ages, but Jericho's been in WWE since 99. Right. So, or he was until One of the best he debuts left. ever. Yep. Um, and Jericho said it's on Rampage, so over to Rampage, I'm going to go. Where they can record it and put a, like pipe in sound to drown yep. out booze if they have to. Uh, this is whatever. I'm not really interested in whatever Jericho's doing. Uh, not a fan of him still feeding the Callus' crew because you know there's only one way it goes. It's going to go in his favor, and it's also going to go way too long. We are going to talk we, We've already about circled back around to Callus. It's already been too we, long. We're going to be talking about this feud in November. Yeah. Um, Seidel here is weird. Uh, yeah, I just don't know why Seidel, and then I'm like, oh, it's a Rampage thing. Fine, whatever. Send him there. I don't need to see him right now. Uh, yeah, it's it's I... okay to take him off TV. I might actually really like him when he comes back if you give him time... He's the master of like reinvention. So go away. Go away and so I can miss himself. you. Give me a chance to miss you is what I need for him right now. Or just go away. That's fine the first too. part is the crucial part yes. here. I don't care if you come back in a year, but just like go away. Yes. That's like especially right now would now not be a good time to go away and reinvent yourself while people kind of hate your guts. Yes. Like am I stupid? Like no. just go away from it. Even like I don't care if it's for a selfish reason that you want to let the heat die down. That would be a smart thing to do. So do that. It would, but he Rick won't. Flair can do the same thing except make it permanent. It's got to be there. Like, and like it'd be good for Guevara too. Again, why did they turn great. Guevara Jer- back? Jericho's an anchor. He is an anchor. Why did they turn Guevara back? Because they had no choice. Like they, so dumb. Like. Golden Jesse. I mean, at least Kenny's diverticulitis got saved him out of him. this. Saved him, right. arguably. Uh, which is kind of dark. Anywho, moving on from him and not talking about him until the very end when I have to. Uh, next, we have Orange Cassidy and Trent Barretta versus Penta and Commander. Phoenix was out in their entrance, so that's nice. It's nice to see he's almost back, at least. But again, these guys have... N- is there any connection here? I really think it's just for the post-match. I, I guess, yeah. That, so it feel, real, feels really random right off the it bat. Is, yeah. It's a good mix of guys, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it is. But um, it is definitely random, for sure, um, which I feel like we should probably work on this year. Yeah. I'll, they do tend to have random matches every week, but, like, have some thought in there, you know? And if, and if they're random and bangers, then I don't care that much, but they're it was just, just like ra- they're it was just random solid. and good, you know? Yeah, that's not really what I need. No. Yeah, like I'll take Fletcher versus Cassie or whatever. Right. Or like if you're going to give me random, at least have Cassie defend his title so I can enjoy that part mm-hmm. of it. Like, 
don't know. And there wasn't even like because they breadcrumbed heel Cassidy the other week, and then now it feels like heel Trent too, because yeah. he was like doing the aggressive thing, and I think he like knocked them off the apron at one point. I can't remember if that was. This there's one. also the Bow Royal thing with Dan Housen at World's End, right? So I don't really. know Yeah, what's I don't going know. On. Anyways, um, there's a suicide dive from Cassidy to Commander, and then Trent hit him with a nice half and ass suplex, which he does really well. Mm-hmm. Paris looking blades to Cassidy from Penta, then he gets turned with a super kick, and then so. Commander dove to the outside to take out Trent while um, Penta held casting like a delayed made in Japan, which is cool. He held oh, him yeah. there for like a decent amount of time yep. and then drove him down, which is really cool. Actually, it was, it was different. That got a two count. Uh, Commander rolled up Trent with the mousetrap pin for two. Penta steps off of Commander's back and he hit Trent with Destroyer. Then Commander hit cool. a springboard splash for two. Yeah, that was nice. Uh, and Cassidy broke the pin. Uh, Commander missed a Phoenix splash, rolled through, but he's met with that shotgun knee strike from Trent, which looked really nice. Kind of like Busaiko knee, basically. It looked just like that. Uh, super kick from Penta to Trent, and then a beach break to Penta from Cassidy. Um, the finish comes when Commander takes an orange punch from Cassidy and a crunchy from Trent. And then post-match, Undisputed Kingdom with their theme now out on iTunes, um, which is just OG Kane, Roddy, No Cole, No Wardlow, which is half good and half mm-hmm. where's Adam yeah. Cole. Um, so they come out, OG, not OG Kane, Undisputed Kingdom are here. Um, so Roddy speaks with his weird little mustache. He says, you know, as Cassidy has heard him say it to everybody else, and he tells Cassidy to take off his glasses so he can look him in the eyes. And when he's not taking off the glasses, then he shouts his name. You know, he does, he does the yeah, thing. Yeah, has to get that in. Yeah. Uh, Roddy says they could end him right now, but they won't. He says Cassidy has took on, t- sorry, taken on anyone and any, anyone and everyone, uh, anytime. And yet he chose to be in a tag match tonight. And he asks if it's all becoming too much and maybe he doesn't have enough in the tank to keep it. Or maybe it's because it's Roddy's and he's coming for it. Cassie says they can do it right now. And Roddy like, takes off his shirt as if he's ready to fight. And he says, not right now. He's going to make Cassie wait and, and wake up and he'll know he has to eventually lose it or whatever. Uh, he says they'll have to wait till Revolution. So the challenge is Wouldn't on it have been smarter to do it now when he just had a match and not give I him guess. time to wait and train? And any- uh, Anyways, um... There was some good action in the match for sure. I just kind of felt like I'm asking myself, so what kind of thing, right? I did think Trent looked more aggressive than usual. Feels like he's almost teasing a heel turn. Or so. It feels like they've sort of like start and stop that a little bit. It feels like they are working towards it though, for sure. A fine tag match, but kind of like the opener, right? Kind of uneventful. Yeah, it was like good and I thought the action was solid, but it just didn't feel, yeah, it was, it was uneventful, I think. Yeah, and it was just not notable. spoke for a long time there, and that's not his strength. He sounded I thought he was fine, good, though. He's definitely gotten stronger, yeah. I think, on this day. Again, I don't find this group intimidating or anything. So it's when your when you're heavies are OGK, you got, that's not, <laughs> that's not super strong. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, this match was good. It's just random. It clearly existed to get us that post-match to um get that match. Uh, I wish we had Cassie defending the title on Stegs. The same thing could have been accomplished, but I'd probably enjoy it more. Mm-hmm. Uh, no offense to Trent, Commander, or Penta, but I just would have liked him defending against someone random, like maybe even Taurus, honestly. Yeah. Taurus would be perfect for an Orange Cassidy Open Challenge. Um, there was solid action throughout, though. I thought Penta and Commander had some cool stuff as a team. Penta stalling the main Japan was a cool change. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited for Lucha Bros to come back. I would like them again, the tag mix, because I really like... I really like them. They're awesome. And um, Pac is supposed to be back soon. Yeah. So you can have him on his own, honestly. Death Triangle back for more trios. Yeah. I, or honestly, give me heal Death Triangle or just heal Penta and Pac and Phoenix. Can or do Massive something. Feud with Pac and Orange Cassidy. He wants that title. I don't care. Give me yeah. Pac. Run that back, yeah. Yep. Um, no surprise, Commander ate the pin. Rise yeah. promo after was decent. At least it wasn't bad because he used to be pretty bad. Mm-hmm. So um, like a solid promo from him, I will take it. 
I'm glad we confirmed a match now. I'm looking forward to Roddy Cassie. That should be pretty awesome. That will be good. Um, for sure. Roddy targeting the back would have been perfect in Cassie's first reign. Yes. Um, I'm disappointed they never he did still that, should, actually. Oh, no matter what. Obviously. Um, then we get a Hangman Page interview. Um, the first My note says Jack I, is fixated on Hangman's mustache. Yeah, the mustache has got to chill. Just it needs to be even. <laughs> it wasn't with beard. even that bad. He's got a he's got his usual beard, but he's got like the bushier mustache, almost like Dax Harwood. It's not good, man. It was very da- Dax Harwood, it's, very much. I can't with that. It, there, no, you're getting no titles with that stash, Hangman. Like it's, <laughs> I think that's like his. I'm super. Uh, the longer it gets, the more heelish or whatever he gets. Just grow out the rest of the beard. Then the more of a loose look, cannon. At least he it would look even. It's like he trimmed the beard and he gave up on the mustache. I don't know. Uh, Paige talked about he wanted needed the AW World title in the past. He said he will win it and keep his name on for as long as he can. Renee mentions Forrest Strickland kind of to parallel before, um, who said Paige can't beat him. Hangman said he wasn't thinking about Swerve. He said it doesn't matter because Swerve is not the world champion. Samoa Joe is. And he said maybe it'll be Hook and Gobby with you if it is. Um, I thought this was solid and like the eye makeup i was fixated on the mustache yeah you were i love the guy but this is not the look for him i cannot with that even beard even sash at the root um but back to the point we're clearly heading to a three-way and it's gonna be awesome yep this was solid and yeah we're circling around the main event with these three involved so i'm fine with that it's gonna be good and they don't do multi-man like main title matches a lot so i'm definitely here to see it especially when it's one that kind of makes sense and is super interesting because i feel like last time they did it last time i remember was the only one for the world title was Omega, Pack, and Cassidy. And at the time, especially, it was weird that Cassidy was there. It was. Maybe now it would work a little better and they could probably maneuver it better. But He's definitely time, a bigger star now. So, yeah, this triple threat really works and I'm excited. Yep. Then we get Mark Briscoe speaking because it's at the time of that show. It was about a year since the Crazy. Passing That's of a Jay fast Briscoe. year, it feels like. That is a fast year. It feels like that was really recent. It yeah. does. Um, so he spoke about how he's representing both Briscoe brothers tonight, which to me implied that he doesn't most of the time, but <laughs> just tonight. that's just me being that. Uh, he said, tragically, one year ago tonight on that show, um, his brother Jay moved on and he passed away, moved up to the next level. Uh, well, that was for his words. Leveled up, so he's on NXT? Ah. Uh-huh. Uh, he said his nieces were in the car with Jay and he told his niece that she wouldn't be able to walk. Um, and then... She walked they out. came out. She walked out, um, which was nice. The, was cool. the pop for that was really nice, and some people were crying. So that they was, felt like they didn't know what to sweet. do. The poor kids are like, "This is like that was yeah no, it was yeah. definitely awkward for them." But that was that was sweet. Um, so obviously they're doing well. And then there was a package with just the Briscoes history. So yeah, really nice moment, obviously. And again, like feels to me like something WWE wouldn't do is remind you of a tragedy yeah. a year ago. They tried yeah. because they're targeting little kids and stuff, right? This is not They'll the They'll do hey, it like they w- they did it after the fact, obviously. Remember they, then, this death of a healthy young star. They'll do it like um, in the moment, but the, no, they're the not morning. doing it yeah. a year later. Yeah. So that's why the stuff with Brody Lee and stuff like this, exactly. this company has a little bit of a different reputation. Yeah, I really liked nice. it. It's a, it was a nice little bit here. Between this and the Brody Lee stuff last week, it's really classy from AEW, and I appreciate this yep. always. Um, it, it's definitely nice to see. And Jay Star walking too is really nice and heartwarming. And um, promos like this make it really difficult not to like uh, Mark, for sure. He's super likable. He's got that likable quality about him. And the tragedy of Jay also just makes him really super... Um, mm, you just root for it, him. It's easy to sympathize with him and root for him. Yeah, so... Uh, it's not the first and likely not the last time they're honor Jay's, so it's always cool to see, and I, I appreciate that for sure. Um, would have been nice to see Briscoe wrestling, honestly, just with the random matches we got. I wouldn't mind a match from they him. They could quickly build him into like a placeholder challenger for Joe, because that would they have such a history, yeah. right? 
Honestly, yeah. It'd be fun. Um, I'd like to see him do something, yeah, for Me sure. Too. Um, or have him face Cassidy. He lost just, every match in the tournament, and he was still, like, I still feel like it, it helped him. Yeah, just yeah. helped me, like, enjoy him, yeah, for sure. I'd like to see him face Cassidy. <laughs> if there's anyone who's good in the ring, just throw him in a match with Cassidy, yes. and I'll take it. Cassidy which, and... That's a compliment uh, to Cassidy. And Darby are the two. If you want to look good, yep. get in there with them. Oh, Darby's, yeah. That would be a good one. To catch the Darby. Oof. Uh, next, we get an interview with Nick and Matt Jackson. Or sorry, Nicholas and Matthew. I feel like our opinions may differ on this one. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, see it was Renee for an interview. Uh, sit down. Um, Nick wants them to be called Nicholas and Matthew since they are executive vice presidents. Um, Renee mentioned rumors about them, like with the temper tantrum or whatever, which I don't know if it's rumors if we saw them do that. Like in kayfabe, we watched them melt down twice. <laughs> right. That's true. So just, just saying. Um Matt talked about how AW is a thriving, sustainable wrestling company, and he would do it all over again. Basically, talking about like he sacrificed a lot for this, I guess, because he has to be a boss or whatever. Um, he said he asked if Renee got her paycheck, and he said, "You're welcome for that," which I thought was kind of funny. Um, Matt spoke about how they used to say "change the world," and they were rebels that spat in the face of tradition. He said somewhere along the way they did lose their way, and toxicity crept into the locker room, and it was all different. Uh, Matt said they started to lean on self-serving cancer superstars, and he said, "Well, Sting is not any of those things, and he's a role model employee." Um, well, we Sting, still want to end his career. Yeah. Well, he, rep- <laughs> he he said he represents the last of the dying breed. He said they say, he said they will say goodbye to Sting, and everyone likes Sting. So certain Chicago so that's native. A, that part I'm kind of on board for. If you want to clear out all the guys clogging yeah. up TV, that free up spot for young guys. Um, Renee wondered if that was an official call to Sting for his final match. Uh, Nick pulled out his phone so they got a message and he said they had a meeting. Yeah, I thought that Matt sucked for the first part of this. I felt like he was a guy that didn't rehearse. Like he wrote his little speech but didn't go over it enough and was kind of like tripping up a little bit. I don't know. I didn't think he sounded good at all. And then I don't really understand what's happening. Sting is retiring. You don't have to take out Sting. He's done. It's like you're doing um, a legend killer thing, but the first legend's already dead. Like you don't, I don't... I prefer the Bucks as heels, but I don't get whatever they're trying to do here. I guess they're leaning into like I weird kinda, executives. Yeah, I don't mind that because I I, th- I thought this was solid, and um, I just think like it's interesting. That it's an actually different, distinguishable character for the Bucks because like I feel like even last time they turned heel, it was just it was still the Bucks. You know what I mean? It, yeah. So I feel like them actually taking a change. I feel like it's it's like the Tony Storm thing. I feel like you're gonna have to kind of see where it goes. And I, at least it's not, I don't feel like it's going to be a comedy thing. And again, I think in my, I assume that these guys are douchebags in real life to a certain degree, I think, which is why I never want to like them, but I end up enjoying their stuff. So I think this is a comfortable role for them because they do, they are more entertaining when they're heels. I do enjoy them. I just didn't love this as a first like, hey, this is our new character. I don't know. I thought it was solid. Hopefully it evolves into something. Uh, Matthew did a lot of talking here, but he does it well. He speaks better than Nick, I think, on usually. So I thought it was better second half. The first part I thought was weak. It it got off to a rocky start for sure, but I thought he found his footing. Um, So it did kind of make me chuckle like when he... Thank or like he um, said, you're welcome to Renee for her paycheck. Or I like when he just referred to Sting as a model employee. Mm-hmm. Uh, that amused me and it gets the character across. Kind of uh, the talk of the old card being cancerous and whatnot seems a callback to Mr. Brooks, which I find amusing. And I'm okay if they um, clean that part up. For if sure. they are serious about like, which I don't think they are, uh, killing off like Flair, Flair, Sting, Sting, Jeff Dustin, Jarrett, Jarrett Hardy's. Edge, keep Christian because I like him. <laughs> <laughs> Just listen to us. Yeah, we all will the tell old you people to we take don't out. Like. Yeah, 
So I kind of like the angle they're working here. Um, I'm interested to see where it goes at least. And more serious and authoritative bucks could be worth trying out. Because like mm-hmm. I said, it's a new venture for them. So regardless, I think it's definitely worth seeing out just because the bucks, like, I think that's the complaint some people have had, right? Is that the elite generally tend to stay the same whether they're yeah. heel or face. I think this is very clearly different. And there is an opportunity to do like, and maybe this is what they're doing and it'll become more clear is like, we tried being the bosses that are just one of the guys, and now we have exactly. to, we've realized like we have to be more authoritative or whatever. Exactly, and right? I, I think so that's an interesting that angle could to go work. with. So yeah. it's all about where they take this. I think this was a solid segment um, on face value, and then I think it's got potential for sure. Okay, I hope so. Uh, next we get uh, Bullet Club Gold, or Bang Bang Gang, I don't know, uh, versus Mogul Embassy for the ROH World Six-Man Tag Team Championship. And first, um, from what you can remember, thoughts on the new theme for Bullet Club Gold? My first note is new theme and Jack is sidetracked. Yeah. I, uh, was, I knew it was coming I thought already. it was fine. I don't know. I've I don't listened really to it. I think it's pretty strong good. Strong opinion. Um, I like it. It reminds me a little bit of Hangman, but it does fit them, and I like that at least they, they've got a group theme now because yeah. whenever they did group matches, they always use uh, Jay White's theme, which I think is good for him. Did we know this match was coming? Or is there some yes. sort of... Okay. I think there's a challenge from one of them on Collision or Dynamite okay. or Rampage or something. That's why I wasn't aware. There was a challenge, though. Okay. Um, but, no, so, yeah, this is... I saw someone say that these titles are in contention for the most pointless belts with the women's tag, which is a sad truth. And I like both of these teams, but I yes. do enjoy both of these teams. Uh, but it's got a bit of weird dynamic to me, heel on heel. Mm-hmm, it does. We'll see how it's executed. Uh, there's a corner uppercut in Zagiri and followed by a German Supercum Cage on Austin. And that's... They're, they're, as much as we talk about Austin, sorry, not Austin, Cassidy and Darby, um, the guns are pretty good bodies to chuck around to. Yep. They, they're good, like, bump machines, yeah. so credit to them. Austin um, loves to sell. Austin, for he sure, He almost yes. goes too far sometimes. Sometimes, but generally speaking, I, I like his work. Yeah. Um, with Austin's feet draped in the ropes, Khan and Leona hit a really nice, like, backstabber elbow drop combo, which was really nice. Uh, I got a two count. Uh, Phil Nelson slam from Colton to Khan for two. And worth noting, Khan's been using the pedigree lately, which I told you that he was going for it a couple yeah. times here. Um, it's, it's got a weird. weird name. It's got some weird name that's a, it's reference, a reference to something to for him. Cameroon looking at the mountain or something. Yeah, it's just weird. Like, I get wanting to do a new finisher for him, but I wouldn't do something that's so well known. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's like, it'd be like if he went first, like using a stunner as a finisher nowadays. You know what I mean? Something yeah. like that. Um, Gates of Agony threw Austin to a power on from Cage, which they'd done before, and then Khan followed with an air raid crash for two. Uh, White tagged in and chopped a lot. It was almost like a hot tag for Jay White. Yeah. Which is weird. It is weird. It's weird. Um, Yurinagi to Khan from White. Um, Cage comes in with a discus lariat. Then he takes a 310 to Yuma, which is nice that they got him up for that. Good move. Yep. Uh, Nana distracts White, and Khan hit him with a gut check for two. Khan distracts the ref. Nana comes in the ring trying to hit White with the belt. But Bones comes down, uh, takes it away. Khan rolls up white for two. Uh, but then he comes back with a Blade Runner. And Bang Bang Gang get the belts. Yeah, so we get a title change. Yeah, for Bang Bang Gang. Of the meaningless belts. But, but it's Bang Gang Gang. So. Agree. I thought it was a fun match. Um, and we get something that matters, right? A title change. And I think I'm hoping that the plan is that... Bullet Club Gold is going to refuse the Acclaim's offer and it's going to end up has to go. with them fa- uh, uniting these titles, one and of them. And you give it all to Bullet Club Gold, damn and it. And absorbing them and getting rid. There's no way we need... There's no need for ROH truth. Not folks. at all. You can have Cajun um, them in the AEW division. That's fine because, like we said, I like them. And there's no reason but for those titles we don't need to the exist. ROH No, because like, every show and every pay-per-view, it's like you could... like. 
shot in the dark, pick three ROH guys, and they're facing Mogul MC on pay-per-view. Right. Like, and that's the, what it is. And the main ones are never defended. So when you have the secondary ones, it's even like they're... I like both of these teams, and I thought the match was pretty fun. I thought the match was pretty well done for like a weird heel on heel dynamic. Yep. I like Mogul Embassies. I like that I do like trio. That. Um, my main complaint is the heel on heel dynamic, though, because it made Blow Cup Gold pseudo babyfaces, which I don't like. No, I don't They're like They're perfect either. heels. They are perfect heels that factions made to be heel. I don't like them as babyfaces. Um, the action was solid, though. Gates of Eddie have some cool offense. I mm-hmm. like some of their stuff. They do. And Cage is fantastic in the ring, obviously. And guns are great to bump around, so it all works. White's all around great as well. The finish was fine, but not a fan again of the whole super group plot. I'm hoping it's all a sham and Blow Cup Gold will give him more. Go, go even more heal and turn and claim them and get the unification like you're saying. Bang Bang Gang get some more gold. And I've noticed an interesting plot, um, and I told you about this. When they put out the theme, it was specifically called the Bang Bang Gang theme, and the Tron video that they put with that only says Bang Bang Gang. And then also, I've seen like all on the post, like when I saw the new champs graphic, it said Bullet Club Gold on the side, you know, but yeah. then there's also a Bang Bang Gang logo. And then they, so I are keep they seeing, phasing out Bullet Club Gold? That's what I'm curious. What I keep seeing Bang Bang Gang of Bullet Club Gold, which I didn't like the implication because Juice Robinson's not here. So is he not Bang Bang Gang? Like, I just like it as a nickname. I That's what I'm saying. I like Bullet Club Gold's cool because it's like Jay White was forced out of the last Bullet Club, so he got his own, which I like better. And then Bang Bang Gang's like, it's just like a funny nickname because they're weird like that. Yes. And I like that. And my, I'm, yeah, I feel like they could be facing a Bullet Club Gold, whether they just want to get away from that and they don't want to worry about like sharing that name with New mm-hmm. Japan or something. I don't know. I hope they just keep the Bullet Club Gold name because it's easier. My shirt's not outdated and whatnot, but it was something worth noting. But the theme was cool. And then I watched the Instagram um, they had like a post match promo up on there, and I told you they got a new cardboard cutout. Yes. Um, card blade is fired, and now they got rock card juice board, which I, I think is really funny. Card blade's so. the hottest free agent. Uh, card, he yeah, go? sign card blade instead of Okada. That's yep. the big TNA signing. It's card blade. Could be. Card blade. Yeah. Um, next, we get Adam Cole with Wardlow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Cole says Wardlow hasn't even scratched the surface of what he's capable of, and he will go down as the most dominant wrestler in AEW history. So okay. Cole's just discrediting, discrediting himself. And the AEW title will belong to the Undisputed Kingdom. Wardlow says, "Boom." Yeah. <laughs> Again, they're already implying in this promo too that Wardlow wouldn't necessarily keep the title that he wins. So you're starting him off in like the exact same spot he was with MJF, right? It's like yeah. we're just doing this all over again right from jump with this Which group. at uh, one point I don't care because I don't like Wardlow. I don't care what he does. But at the same time, I don't want to watch it happen again. It makes him look stupid though. He doesn't see this coming. I think he does. I, I, I think I he guess. does. Because there's no way in hell. That's why I think it's dumb on the part of Cole. Because there is no way in hell, after everything Wardlow's been through, that Cole knows about, that Wardlow would just sit here and play second fiddle to Again. give up a title. Like, I think it's dumb either way. Because either Wardlow's dumb for doing this again, or Wardlow's smart for doing this again because he knows Cole will help him get to the title. And, and then dumb. Cole's dumb. Right. Which I don't like because Cole's not dumb. I know. So either way, I don't like this. I As much as I'm like... I don't hate this faction as much as you. and <laughs> I'm not a fan. I don't like hate everything about it. I'll give a chance to the kingdom because they haven't done a crap ton of TV that I don't like. But when it comes to this You'll war... See. <laughs> You'll see. <laughs> when it comes Caven. to this Wardlow stuff, this is where I can't defend them. Because 
I think they ruined Wardlow for me. It's not like I ever loved him, but this they blew their shot with him. Yeah. I think Wardlow someone maybe they fumbled him or maybe he just is never meant to be here. Yeah. But I, I think Wardlow is someone like not even in a rude way, but he needs to get out and go to WWE. I genuinely think he could do well there. And heel Cole sitting and talking about how great someone is doesn't I don't know. Yeah, unless it's him. Right. He needs to Doesn't be talking about how great he is because Cole is awesome, damn it. Mm-hmm. Um, Cole's great as a heel talker. I just don't like the world of praise. And people keep saying because he was supposed to be Keith Lee's manager, and now people are making jokes about that, which yeah. I find funny, but at the same time, like, that's, that's stupid. He's injured. Like, it's whatever. Um, next, we get Deanna Prazo versus Santa Che. Yeah, re- way to put annoyed because I really like Perazzo. Way to put her up against someone she can really showcase her technical prowess against, right? Like, let's put her in the ring with one of the worst workers in the division. <laughs> Who can you put her with, though? I don't know, but Anna Jay's among the worst, right? Like, well, uh, Willow Styling is like, baby face. I feel like you need to put her against a heel, although she, Anna Jay wasn't heel here. So it like, has to be someone she can clearly beat and somebody that she can, who can actually wrestle. So I don't Willow. Know. I don't know who that <laughs> would be. I'm really just thinking Willow or Stylander. I'd be fine to feed her Thunder Rosa, but I don't think <laughs> I they... I don't like Thunder Rosa. No. And I don't think um, they think that she's at the level she should be losing to Perazzo in her debut. But anyways, Dynamite, this is what we got. Dynamite debut. Dynamite I'll think return. of somebody maybe that would be in a better better uh, idea. I think you definitely need to build to Perazzo. Even Queen Aminata is way yeah, better. There, there right? it is. We got it. Uh, you need to build to Perazzo versus Deeb for sure. I think so. Why or wasn't Deeb wrestling? Put them in a little group together. No, I just want them to feud. I yeah. want Deeb to win too yeah so what was her finisher though detox that's yeah that's what i was thinking um storm's on commentary yeah she was uh oh, great. a lot this time and i didn't anyways i'll talk about it when the you're cracks done, are okay the cracks have been showing but the cracks are really uh I, I feel like we're the only ones that feel that way maybe i don't know i uh, haven't yeah. heard anything this week i well, I've seen people been high on this since it started, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen any discourse other than us. For I think sure. it's almost like overreaction because they do so little with the women's division when they go all in on something like this and people want to like I'll Tony keep Storm. saying I appreciate them trying something, yeah. but at this point I'm like, I think we can agree it's a failed experiment. I guess we can't agree, but no, I think we can in this little studio. I think probably. we can say it's I mean, palatial studio. Yeah. Or yeah. palatial penthouse What's studio. palatial mean? Like humongous, like a palace. Right? Yep. It's a palatial yep. penthouse studio. Yep. All those things. Um, pump kick from Perazzo for two. Um, short arm Thia Doom and a backstabber from Jay for two. Gotta get that Thia Doom in. I honestly could have typed Thia Doom in the notables and I wouldn't even have to watch the match. No. You know it's coming. It's at that point. At least one Thia Doom. Sometimes two. I like this one. It's like, it reminds me that I think Booker T used to do that kind of move where he like, he wrenches him around and then does like the sidekick. Yep. Like that. Although I feel like Booker would make sure his foot connected. Probably. Because you know you're supposed to do that. Booker's good. I feel like that. Oh, you just compliment Booker T. Nah, I'm taking that out of Not context. Not on commentary. I'm taking that in, out of context. In ring. Sure. I'm going to just listen Cut to this that. episode yeah. to soundbite that. And then I'm going to get it on a soundboard. You're going to actually learn how to do all that just to do I will that. learn that just to spite you. <laughs> I would love you to. <laughs> I'll start collecting. You like Booker T on commentary more than anybody I know. That's correct. Love him. <laughs> He's the best. Um, sorry, what was it? Yeah, I don't know if like this is better. I think the corner version's worse because it's like. There's not a lot. Of, there's less room for her to work with, and you can clearly see her like the meat of her thigh, like, yep, hit and there. It's what it is. Which I'm demonstrating with my my new Carmelo Hayes. Yep. Um. Anyways, there's so there was that. Yeah. Uh, Prazo counter out of a Queen Slayer into an armbar, but Jay is able to reach the ropes. 
bit of a strike exchange, and then the finish comes in Peraza submits Jay with the Venus de Milo, which, which I think is, is the, a cool finisher. The double Fujiwara armbar. And I will say cool. Jay is flexible enough or has enough range of motion that yep. it looked pretty For tight. Sure. Uh, um, sorry. sorry, I just got to get the post-match, oh, yes. uh, which you loved. I did. Um, Peraza talks about how her and Storm go way back, which I'm like, Again, because I feel like they did that with her and Hater, and they had picture proof to back it up. I mean, and it's like, probably true, but at this point, true, it sounds lazy. Cause it's it sounds always... lazy because it's with so many women. It's like her and them. It's like, I feel like they did with Sally and someone. Uh, I swear it was Sally and someone. I don't remember who, but they did with Ripley and Raquel in WWE. It's EO and Asuka or something. Or it's like, I don't know. I just feel like, in, especially in the women's division, they've done it so many times. It's like, we were sisters way back. And it's like, I don't know. The Storm you, Hater. And you didn't return my call. Let's throw in another trope along the way. That worked with AR Fox. But yeah. I feel like they did. I think with Storm and Hater, we said it, they just did it. But that one at least worked because they had like the guys of the pandemic and they had, I think, picture proof, I'm pretty sure. That one worked for me. But it feels like we just did that kind of. Yes. Which, where's Jamie Hater? I guess it's a small like sorority of people who actually wrestle. So you get to know everyone know. everywhere. But it still feels lazy. It, it just does. it just does. And maybe that's just my perception. That's not their fault. But right. it is what it is. That's how I feel. Yep. Um. So she says, clearly Storm has changed quite a bit. Uh, but so has she. Storm was close with her, but never met the best female technical wrestler. Mm, mm-hmm. Serena Deeb. Uh, and the virtuosa. Storm calls her uh, something like it was like a tan hag or something. And says her past is none of Perazzo's concern. Uh, Storm says we have to go to commercial and signs up with the tits out, watch out for the shoe, whatever. And her and Mariah may throw shoes at Perazzo. Yeah, Perazzo's really good. Anna J isn't. So this is kind of what you get. Like, yeah, it was fine. It was, like, so we got really good, really bad. We meet in the middle for fine. Right. And so I don't know if I just try and put myself, if as someone who hasn't seen a lot of Deanna Perazzo, am I impressed here? And you should be, and maybe you're not. I mean, she... I don't... I feel like I'd be interested, but I don't think I'm, I would be impressed, per se. And you're going to get with Perazzo a ton of arm targeting. It's kind of what she's always... Which I like. It's a consistent story where she's always going for their arms, um, for her finisher. So, I don't know. The match is fine. It's getting her a little bit of momentum, I guess. And then, I don't know, like I said... This is just Tony Storm trying too hard now for me. Yeah. I'm finding this less amusing than I have at times. Sometimes it's kind of hit and miss. This was more it's of a miss. It's very hit or miss, yeah. And I hope that Perazzo can take the title off Storm, but I doubt it, right? And then Perazzo sounds good in her post-match promo, but then it's hard to come across serious when Storm is the person you're feuding with. And she's doing the whole, like, yeah. I don't even know who you are. I'm getting your name wrong. Which is a great thing to do. Your I'm assigning signing. you to a decade that you weren't even born for. And, like, I don't know. It's just tough to come across as serious when yeah. she, you're playing off Absolutely. a Tony Storm. I do want her to take the title for sure. But it feels like it feels like the way Ty Valkyrie came in. She came in and immediately went for the champion. How and then dare she you lost. compare Perazzo to the Ty Valkyrie. <laughs> That's a weird thing to say, like looking back, because yes. we used to like her. But anyway, it's like just the way it's presented doesn't feel like a television to me, but no. I'm ever hopeful because my dream would be Perazzo wins the title revolution, double nothing, we get Deeb Perazzo. Yeah, let's go. And, or maybe not even a double nothing, but down the line we get Deeb Perazzo because Deeb should have the title. Deeb absolutely deserves the title. Deeb deserves the longest run with the title. Stability for the division, you know? She and uh, you could really like sell that match as like two of the technical you do masters you give aw their first iron woman match it's i feel like, like perazzo and deep like, like a saber danielson exactly perazzo and uh deep in like a 30 minute or even an hour long like women's match that'd be crazy yep that'd be awesome giving them like with all the flack dynamite matches get for the women's division um on tv but like 
imagine giving them an hour-long match on pay-per-view. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's definitely deserved for those two. So I would like to see something with them. But it was fine. It wasn't the best showcase for Razo, but she looked good enough as you could with Anna Jay. Again, not the best opponent for her. Really a questionable no. choice. But it was about as good as you could get, I think. Post-matches or whatever, because Perazzo is pretty solid. But again, like you said, it's really hard to just be serious and get across a point when you're dealing with storm storm shtick like yes, it just kind of kills it and it's it just does. like over the top and it's just not working for me now mm-hmm. especially here it's just like you're behaving just, like a normal human and she's behaving like a cartoon character it's like overpowering and, it's jarring. and not in a good way yeah, yeah absolutely it's jarring for sure um Prozo can have the title that's totally fine by me and hold it for Deeb. I'm like we've had a couple of packages for Deeb. Get Deeb on TV, please. She's coming. Thank you. Hopefully not to Ring of Honor. Oh, if she goes to Ring of Honor, man, I'm gonna be sad because I don't think there's anything that can get me to regularly watch Ring of Honor unless it's like consistency. Right. But like, no one thing will get me watching that. You know nope. what I mean? Um, like I don't even know if I'll watch SmackDown for Pete Dunne. That's like it's that wow. kind of thing. No, I'm that's not true. I might. Um, uh, then we get Private Party's return match against Top Flight. Uh, they said it's their first match since like some Rampage in 2022, which that's pretty crazy. And I'm happy to say that I don't know who will win this match. I mean, you assume Private Party because they're coming back and everything, but it's not guaranteed. Yeah. yeah. Um, Quen Hurricane runs Dante New Down Gear from Cassie, and they followed up with Springboard Crossbody from Cassie, which is nice. Quinn runs the opposite sides of the ring. He had a, like a dive to Dante, then Darius, then Dante, then Darius. Mm-hmm. I thought he ran a little too slow, but the dives connected nice. So yeah, it was weird, I thought, too. That's fine. Um, 450 splash to Dante for two from Quinn after that, which I thought was really nice. Nice and flush. Um, Darius did this cool like Pele kick stepping off the ropes. Yeah, it looked neat. Uh, out of nice. the corner. It looked yeah. really cool. Um, then the finish came in. It was weird. They hit Jin and Private Party hit the Jin and Juice to Dante, which is like the Frankenstein or Hurricane Rana into a cutter, which always looks cool. I like it. Uh, and then Quinn like rolled up Darius with a rope assist for the win, which is weird. Yeah, it looked kind of strange. It, uh, I don't know. I, it was funny because the even commentary referred to them quote as great young high flying teams. Yet the first several minutes they were not doing that right. There was yeah. even some holds and counters. Yeah, and other things. I thought Quinn looked strange with the white shirt under his gear. Just something I noticed. I was hoping, like I was saying to you, he I, looked a little I, heavier and slower than. Maybe that was it. Yeah, it might maybe not he just be needs to get back in ring shape. Yeah, maybe it's just ring rest, and that's okay because he's been gone a while. Um, I wanted him to wear like. Remember when he had like the weird cape thing? Yeah, with the hand? that looked. But he used to have a really cool look, honestly. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think this was bad, but not what I was expecting. The first two thirds of this didn't really showcase the strengths of either team, like their speed and high risk stuff. Yeah. Um, I thought it picked up the last few minutes, and the finish was a little bit clunky. I'm not sure what exactly they were going for. So a fine match. I just expected more, and it makes it, uh, sense to have Private Party win in their return, and I don't think a loss hurts Top Flight at the point they're at right now. Right? Absolutely, so yeah. I'm happy to Top have... Top Flight can take a loss, for I, sure. I like their entrance. I like their whole, like, we're party club guys. We don't take things too seriously. We fly around the ring. I don't think they needed to have that change they did before, so I'm kind of glad they're I back like to yeah. original. It was strange that they kind of seemed like they... Like had a heel win here, but like they've been acting like baby faces in the entrances and whatever. So right, and then I kind of hope they stay as baby faces. I just think like it's like especially with the shots theme. The shots theme, it's like it's well, really a crowd thing. They, I was just gonna say the crowd really wants to cheer for them, right? So and I think they're really likable. So uh, I think their gimmick can definitely work either way. Like cause yeah. the party guy thing can definitely go either way. But I would like them to see them as baby faces. I think maybe just because I'm still a little butthurt because last time they were healed, that's what ruined them, right? They mm-hmm. turned heel and they became these serious guys and they were just boring. Yes, so they were. I'd like to keep them as baby faces for a while. I think they could be really likable and especially with the shots and that's like a good crowd thing to get them in, in, 
invested. Like it's like Rollins' theme or yeah. Nakamura's theme back in They're the day, fun. or like you know, like a good chant, with, like or even Trek Williams if you want to do a current one as well. Um, just having that, it's like it gets the crown invested, right? So I like that. Me too. It was a solid match. It felt like I feel like it could have had a better flow to it. Is mm-hmm. the word? Um, it was a little clunky in the early goings, but it found its footing towards the end. Um, some cool spots like Paley from Darius and Private Party had a couple of nice double teams. I like to see the gin and juice. It's a simple, but it's a cool move. It is. Um, I feel like the finish. It was weird. I feel like it was they hit their finisher on Dante and somehow like. Serious the way they, they realized something? it was the wrong guy, and then so they improvised a roll-up finish. Yeah, and he was near the ropes. It's like I don't know because it, it made, just seemed weird to me. It you did. Know? So I don't know. I don't know what the deal was. Me either. But I don't know, it feels like something. Like that. Anyways, it's good to see Private Party back. I hope they keep the momentum. I would be okay if they managed to dethrone Starks and Big Bill. I'm yep. not opposed to that. Me just, I, I'd like to give them something. Like we just need the tag division to be revived, you know. And as much as Remember, I like they beat Starks the Hardys and Bill, in their first match, hmm? they beat their Hardys in the fr- or the. Bucks, Bucks in the yeah, in the tournament, match. yeah, way yeah. back, way back. Um, then we get Sting and Darby promo package because that's what I want. Mm-hmm. Darby talks about their twenty-six no, quite frankly, a ridiculous record, stupid. Uh, and he says the story will end with them as tag champs. Sure, absolutely not. I said it's quick and inoffensive. I it just, is offensive. I don't care. Much offense. The best thing about Sting retiring is going to be hopefully that Darby can break free of this because it's really just put him in kind of a holding pattern. He's not going to get any belts or anything. You're he did just get a belt. He got the TNT belt. Sting's grandson sort of thing. You know? It's kind of like um, Jericho and, Star- and Guevara. Mm-hmm. Although, I would argue Jericho's work because sometimes Sting leaves Darby alone. Well, more than Jericho. And like To get his butt kicked by Takeshita and whatnot. That's okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take that. Or like Darby had the brief mini feud with Samoa Joe for the TNT title, which he got a brief run out of. Yeah. Remember that? Um, but anyways, uh, this is fine. But the last line really irks me for two reasons. First off, in no way is it a good idea to have Sting hold any title of your major wrestling promotion in 2024. That is ridiculous and it's stupid. He's not even able to actually wrestle. We saw that last week very evidently. Let's mm-hmm. not forget what he did to Hobbs. Uh, he's incredibly old and your guys can't really do anything to him. Again, Exhibit A, Your Honor, Hobbs. Mm-hmm. And secondly, he's retiring at Revolution. Are you meaning to tell me you're going to have Sting and Darby win the titles only for Sting to just retire and vacate them? That's arguably the biggest reason he shouldn't have the titles. And there's just really, it's just the icing on the cake. There's, I, that line confused me because is Darby really that? Like, why wouldn't you have like thought of this sooner when Sting announced his retirement? Like you, I don't, why are you going for the titles now? Like this is stupid. I don't want them going for the titles ever. But just like, so Sting ends with gold and he can't handle a singles match, I don't think at this point, so. I don't know. Sting should not end up with gold, though. What are you saying? Listen to yourself. I, I don't think he should. They think that because it's Sting. No one know. thinks that in their right mind. I Matthew don't. and Nicholas need to get on this. Okay? They need to get on this. They need to kill Sting. Get him. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, then we come to our main event, which is interesting, an interesting prospect. Uh, it's Samoa Joe defending the AW World title against Hook. Uh, he's got the um, spotlight in his entrance again, which uh, it's an interesting touch. Mm-hmm. The bat signal right. for Hook. Um. So right at the gate, Hook charges at Joe strikes. Joe just kind of flings him out of the ring, and then Hook came out at him with a uh, flying forearm from the barricade. Uh, later on, Joe hit that corner back elbow in Zuguri that he hits usually the vintage so well, Samoa all Joe. all the time. Very nice. Uh, baseman Larry from Hook, then flying right, uh, coming from off the apron after Joe had rolled out of the ring. 
uh really nice joe like your nagi and through the announce table just like the way he like snapped off and the table kind of crumbled after i saw really well done table spot before just before we came down i saw it from a fan's camera angle from the other side and that whole other side is like empty all the seats are empty behind there like where the camera is i guess yeah. it was interesting to see it's yeah i hope they fix that and one thing yeah. i noticed um that i liked about hook is he didn't even look at joe like he had his back to joe the whole entrance he was like in the opposite and corner. he just came at him i like, yeah. couldn't even be bothered to look yeah. at him i thought that was cool and then joe powerbomb on apron which also looked awesome it did scoop slam from joe uh death valley driver from joe for two which was really nice he got him like on the high angle which he liked to mm -hmm. see muscle buster for a one count yep which is interesting um which it's sometimes questionable. It sometimes works. Got a good reaction. So yep. I don't know. That's what you're trying to do. So And Hook is like has successful. been built up to be yes. a killer. So and the may, commentary the work. whole time is like, you know, we got Tazzy just he'll never stop. He'll never quit. He'll never give up. Yeah. Um Hook came back with a series of flying clothes. A lot really great fire in here, I thought. Mm -hmm. Uh corner shots to Joe, followed by a T bone suplex. He went for the red run, but Joe countered and choked him out in the Coquina clutch. Um post match you can hear Hook shouting, Is that all you got? as Joe was leaving the ring. And uh, Joe came back in, kicked him hard <laughs> in the nuts. Like, yeah, I he, loved it. He kicked him in the nuts so good. That was a really convincing low blow. And then he hit another muscle buster. Hook is getting up to his feet again. Joe is going back in the ring. But the hangman page runs out with his stupid mustache. And Joe leaves the ring. And then we see Swerve with his stupid eye makeup standing in the crowd. Yeah, I thought this match had a really cool dynamic to it. You have, I thought like, it was surprisingly well done. And I'm going to give a lot of credit to Joe. Not that Hook didn't do his part, but... Obviously. Joe is so believable as just a dominant, ass-kicking veteran champion, right? And then you've... He's just so big, too. And then you've got this kind of small, less experienced Hook, but he just won't give up, right? He's the resilient little baby face. He did a good job, but this is Joe because he's so believable that... And just... Any flurry by the underdog kind of mm -hmm. gets the crowd invested, right? I thought, right? given my expectations, all this really worked. Well, um, and because it, they're like, yep, this match is going to be, what, 85% Joe killing Hook. And that is the right way to do this because which that's Joe. Which I didn't Joe. know if that would work because Hook's been so dominant most of the right. time. But I thought it really worked here. I did too. And I thought, especially towards the end, the crowd really got behind Hook. And yeah. I've seen a lot of people saying Hook is a star after this. He picked up a lot in this loss here, right? As which just, I think is that's what you want because you don't always have to win. And right? the added touch of he doesn't tap out, he passes out. When he does come to, he still calls him on and takes another muscle buster, right? So <laughs> Big kick to the ball. I think everybody comes out of this looking good, right? So yeah. I quite like the main event i don't think it was like an all-time amazing one but i thought over it was really worth a it was watch, really yeah. really good yeah. yeah um i think yeah this really worked for me i after the initial buzz and excitement of hook because he was really hot when he came in people loved him i think he cooled down and i think this match really got people behind him again at least it definitely got me like looking at him again for sure if the, if the crowd reaction is anything to judge by this got people invested and i've seen some people on social media really liking this like i've yeah. heard really positive things about this before we watched and i it. was like you said i was nervous because you've presented hook in a certain way but this and i can't i can't have him being competitive with samoa joe at this point but how do you because all he's ever done is crush people in short matches they did the opposite and it somehow and it worked also really makes well. joe look awesome because here's this kid that's dominated everybody else and, and he joe dominates just him. kills him exactly yeah it's good um with how hook has been presented for most part yeah like uh like you said i wasn't sure this would work because but they end up going a really smart route with this having like it's a more vulnerable vulnerable side of, of hook which i think you need because i think that was what part of the issue with goldberg right is he mm -hmm. was just mm -hmm. dominant 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 so i like 
having a vulnerable side to Hook is good because they didn't and then they didn't extend it too long. They had Joe Donnie, which is good, and then Hook had these energetic flurries, which really worked with the audience. Yes. I thought. And it definitely got him over here and showed me that he can bump pretty good, too. He looked really good getting ragdolled by Joe. And part of that is Joe because his offense is awesome. He's a really great dominant veteran, like powerhouse kind of guy. He's awesome. So it, it's definitely a lot to do with Joe. But I think Hook deserves his flowers, too, because he sold really well and his offense was cool. The table and apron spots back-to-back were sweet. Yes. Um, and I hope this eases Hook into being able to work more complete matches. Because there's only been a handful of times where we've seen him actually on yes. the back pedal, like against Jack Perry and whatever. So this I thought was really good. Because and if Joe, sorry, if Hook becomes more well-rounded, he's got a really good future. Mm-hmm. He does um, definitely. So this is well done though, and I think they were kind of mimicking Undertaker and Jeff Hardy from 2002 in the post match, and that's not a complaint. That's just it feels right. similar to me. Um, but I think they did a really good job with this for something that like. I gave them flack for it right? because this and the gender match this week were both questionable title matches. And I think one delivered more mm-hmm. than the other. I thought so. Um, this was really well done, surprisingly. Um, I liked not it like too. an amazing match, but a good main event and something that over delivered for me. And then after keeping Hangman and Swerve in the conversation is also well Yeah, done. ending the show with them. Like, this is your main event. I like that there's up. like keeping it like. It's been the last couple of weeks. We're getting reminded that these guys are in the title hunt, and I like that. You got to keep on it, right? And so it's it pretty simple. They every like people just want the championship, right? And that's that's realistic. And, and then those totally two also have lots of side issues. Obviously. Absolutely, I like that because it's like there's the overarching issue of the mm-hmm. title, but then there's other dynamics in play, which is good because that's kind of like the C two. There's the overarching you want to win the tournament, but there's all these right other things going on. So it's like a mini version of that, which is what you like to see. I do. Uh, so, again, I didn't really love anything on this episode, but I did like the main event. Agreed. The big segment was probably the Bucks one, and I didn't really think that was great. That's but true. It, I don't think it was a tough watch. I don't. I thought about a C, plus, but I settled on a B minus. It, it felt like nothing was really bad, but nothing was super memorable, which to me, it's a fine show, but not great. So, that's a B minus, like mm-hmm. a Canadian, you know, like seven, basically, mm-hmm. out of 10. Uh, yeah, I agree. Overall, not an amazing show. It's definitely a pickup from last week on the whole, I felt like, but it's still missing something great. Like, again, they really started this year off great, and I'm just waiting for them to kind of hit that stride. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I've got confidence. Still, I'm still got to give them a chance, obviously. Um, in ring wise, the best thing was probably the main event. It honestly just really well worked, given my expectations. It raised Hook's perception. Um, I'm hoping this is just them, like, working on Hook, because I feel like. If they don't do it right, he could go the way of Wardlow for me, right? Yeah. So um, I'm really happy that this delivered because I didn't want to dislike it, right? I thought mm-hmm. it was just a really weird choice, but um, they ended up surprising me uh, pleasantly. Opener was solid, given the guys involved, nothing notable. Uh, OC and Trent Penta Commander was good in ring, but random, mostly just for a post-match, which was fine. Trio's match was good quality, enjoyed the new theme and the win for local gold. Women's match was meh, and the post-match was less good. Party top flight could have been smoother, but solid. Um, segment wise, other things stand. The only thing that stands out was the Bucks, which was refreshing for me. It's uh, it's interesting at least. Um, good interviews from Hangman Swerve, solid Roddy. Uh, Diana was good, uh, minus Tony obviously. Sting Darby, whatever. Cole is fine, and Briscoes was nice. Um, so overall, solid. I think it was better than last week, but still a B minus. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to move from talking about Dynamite to talking about some trivia in a segment that we like to call Off the Top of His Head. All right, you ready? Now, I picked this topic even before you got the big news just because you had spent so much time talking about him last week. So it is... Yeah, because I was certain. 
Chat GPT's Pete Dunn's best matches, highest rated matches. I f- my phrasing was. I may have accidentally prepared for this. Can you list and describe 15 of Pete Dunn's highest rated WWE matches? Probably. And they said blah, blah, blah as of update in January 2022. So nothing newer than that. But So probably nothing from 2.0. So we'll see what well, we I mean, get here. He was done a couple months. Or he wasn't done. Huh? Uh, a couple months after that, so I guess that makes sense. First one is going to be hard because it's just from NXT TV on March 10th of 2021, but it faced a dominant opponent in a singles match. This is an opponent you do not like. Cross? Correct. I don't remember that match specifically, mm-hmm. but... We definitely reviewed it, though. 14, NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day 2021. Valor. Correct. I just watched that. Okay. Uh, NXT TakeOver War Games 4. Oh, let me do the math on that. That would be him, McAfee. Nope. What? Not according to chat, GPT. Triple threat match. That would be War Games 3. So 3, not 4? Yeah. So him, who is it? Him, Priest, and Killing Dane. Correct. Okay, so that would be War Games 3, because first one was 2017, 2018. That one was 2019, so that would be War Games 3, yes? Uh-oh, so then... The next one they're saying is NXT TakeOver War Games 3. It's a singles match. Clash of styles and personalities. Somebody no longer with WWE if this match happened. I don't happened. think he had a singles match at War Games. They're saying Matt Riddle. No. Definitely not, eh? I don't think him and ever, Matt Riddle ever had a, tag, or a singles match. Remember, they had the tag team, but remember, Dunn was trapped overseas because mm-hmm. of the pandemic. Then remember, Thatcher replaced him, and then Thatcher right. turned on Riddle, and then we had Fight oh, Pit. Thatcher. Fight Pit. NXT TakeOver New York. Walter? Yes. All right. They're back on track. Here's a blast from the past. I forgot about this guy. WWE UK Championship Tournament. Like in the tournament? (laughs) I think so, yeah. Quarterfinals. Oh, I should know. We saw him a bunch. Smaller guy from UK. Travis Banks? Yes. Wow. I forgot he existed. He was out in the... Speaking out, I think. That's oh, fine. yeah. That, I think he was you're one right. of those he guys. He got tangled up in that. Yep. NXT TakeOver Chicago 2. Chicago 2. Electric Boogaloo. Unless it's wrong, obviously. Okay, so I feel like... Is it Tyler Bate? No. Okay, so... Because that was Chicago 1. Chicago 2. I don't think he... It says, faced off against a high flyer. Neville? No. They're saying Ricochet. No. Not Chicago happy. 2, that was Ricochet Velveteen Dream. <laughs> Nice. Okay, so I'll take I'll check, but I'm almost positive. An right. episode of NXT in 2018 against a charismatic, unique performer. Velveteen. Yep. Did that happen? I don't know. I have no idea. That one's an NXT TV, so I don't. That's another what, does, one. From, is there a date on that? Uh, it says September 19th, 2018, and okay. the next one's June 13th, 2018. June 13th, sorry. And 2008. Ricochet and Pete Dunn's champion versus champion match ended without a winner when Undisputed interfered. So, no. Okay. No Velveteen. So, there was Ricochet and Pete Dunn, though, where they said that was Chicago, too. So, that might be confusing. Because remember, that was when Ricochet was North American champion and Dunn was UK champion, and then UE interfered. Remember, they had the three way on TV where it was Cole, Dunn, and right. Ricochet for both titles, or sorry, for the North American or something like that, mm-hmm. and they didn't do it. NXT TakeOver New Orleans? If it um, happened, he did have a match. That would have been him and Roddy. Correct. Versus AOP versus oh. Undisputed Era. It just says Pete Dunn versus Roderick Strong. No. 
So it, that was the one. Remember where? So it remembers the Dusty Finals, and him and Roddy were teaming for reasons I don't remember. Yeah. And so them and AOP got to the finals. Undisputed interfered. So again. And then remembers the three of finals. It was when Cole had won the ladder match in the opener. So right. he was competing twice because Bobby Fish was injured. And this is the one where Roddy turned on P. Dunn, remember? Yep. That. So see, I win. NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool. Joe Coffee. Correct. Yep. That NXT- was the one where Walter debuted after. Random episode of NXT UK from 2018 against somebody now in NXT proper. So that's London Pool. Mm hmm. Tried part of he's part of a faction or a group. Or Dar, a, no, a bigger boy than that with long hair. Wolfgang, ah, don't know if that's true or not. I don't know. Um, well, let's just because it was wrong before. What is the date on that? November 14th? November 14th, sorry, is that NXT UK? NXT, the next one is from NXT in America. What? That's why does it say Tony D'Angelo and 2018? I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. So the sorry because it November 14th from last year. So that's funny. Um. Sorry. Okay. I'm gonna keep. Sorry. WWE United Kingdom Championship Tournament 2017. Ashton Smith versus Wolfgang. Nope. Nice. Okay. Sorry. UK cha- uh Championship Tournament 2017. Small guy, mostly in a tag team now. Eight? No. Most recently in Impact? Oh, Andrews. Yes, correct. So that match actually happened? I'm pretty sure. And number one, NXT TakeOver Chicago. Gotta be bait. It is bait. Correct. I just watched that one. That one's classic. Nice. Well, uh, so I like that because ChatGPT was wrong, but then you get to show what you know when you correct them. Especially with New Orleans. You did very well. So now we will shift gears back into sort of reviewing and talking about any other wrestling stuff we watched that we liked or didn't like, I guess. It's High Spots and Rest Holds. All right, I told you I was really, really quickly going to fly through uh, TNA's Hard to Kill as it's their sort of returning back to their previous brand, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Did you want to say anything about the venue set? You sort of checked it out, I think. Screen There's was bigger. Tunnel. They had one tunnel. Yeah. Um. It was fine. It looked slightly bigger, but honestly, not much of a difference. No, it's not. It looks a little bit bigger to me. But it doesn't um, look like big time or, or anything like and that. And a lot of this show is, is centered around the system, which is a faction that has just shown up out of nowhere. So. Well, yeah, because Heaven Myers and Moose been teaming, but that was kind of brought about randomly. It's so Moose, it's... Myers, Edwards, Alicia, and uh, the returning Dean. D'Angelo Williams. Yeah. Somehow, right? <laughs> yeah. Um. So pre-show I didn't really watch. I did watch Crazy Steve, Tommy Dreamer. So as I hoped, Crazy Steve did become the digital media champion. And the big spot I told you was he used like a million forks. He shoved a bunch under Dreamer's shirt and then he put a bunch on top of yeah, his chest at too. at least Steve won. And hit a uh, cannonball, I guess, and Steve wins. Then on the pre-show of note, Top Dalla showed up and he's a heel and talked about I don't know, whatever, and Joe Hendry interrupted him. Oh, yeah, because Top Dollar played a music video that was mid, I would suggest. And then Hendry came out and interrupted him and said With he had a one better one. And it was, one of, was his, funny. one of his comedy ones, mostly centered on the fact that Top Dollar's claim to fame is, is 
botching that dive to the outside, right? <laughs> there was a lot yeah, of that, that was in awesome. there. And winning the, the some Cheetos cheese title, title yeah. which I think he actually did in a commercial or something. Um, anyways, so that happened. And then match wise, the opener was the ultimate X match that saw saw, saw Giselle Shaw, who I predicted. She becomes the number one contender for the knockouts title. The match had a, some sloppy bits to start. I thought by the end it was pretty fun. I thought Danny Luna, they did a, they tried really hard to make her look like a powerhouse and did a good job. And honestly, Zaya Brookside was kind of making her debut here. I thought they focused on her less than and I expected you would expect. her to. Well, I guess she did get a singles match to follow up on um, Impact. She did. So she wasn't too much of a factor. A solid choice for an opener. Everybody worked really hard. There was a spear spot off the cable. Someone jumped off Luna's back. Luna was on all fours, and it might have been Jody Threat. Somebody, anyways. It looked kind of cool. So they were willing to do a lot in this match. I thought it was pretty good. Then things kind of dropped off. We had uh, Dirty Dango and PCO. So that was a DQ win for PCO in, like, minutes when Bravo got involved. And then it became a six-man because Jake something and Rhino came out to join PCO. Rhino. And then we got a basic like eight minute match with PCO winning with the Moonsault. And earlier in the match, he almost killed Dirty Dango with the Deanimator. He seemed to like land more on his like head than his chest sort of thing. And again, he's just going to really hurt somebody yeah, at some point. Yeah, he's just throwing his weight. Right? So this match didn't belong on the pay per view. One of the lulls. Oh, I didn't like the next match too much either. That was MK Ultra. A lot of it's the result. MK Ultra, I think, is one of the coolest acts in this company. And they lost to the returning, reforming, whatever, uh, relapsing Decay, who've been doing the Courtney, what's her name? Courtney. Courtney Rush. Courtney Rush and Jessica are now just all of a sudden back to being Decay. So it was a seven-minute match. Hate the decision to take the titles off the coolest tag team they have in either division, unless, of course, it means they're getting a singles push, one or both of them. I'd be fine with that. Decay is just really, really played out and not fresh, and I don't find either of them really good in the ring at this point. So I disagree with some of the decisions that they made here. Um, then we get on what was possibly the match of the night and the beginning of a bunch of good matches, I thought, here. It was Chris Sabin successfully defending his X Division title in a very good triple threat match with Kushida and Vikingo. Um, this was 13 minutes, tons of good action as expected. Sabin pinned Kushida with the cradle shock. Pro again, a really fun, might have been the best match on the show. You watched this one with me, I'm pretty sure. Josh Alexander, Alex Hammerstone. I might have been half watching. I remember seeing it being on, but I don't remember paying attention. I, I quite liked it. I thought it was a really good physical back and forth. It got like almost 20 minutes, one of the longer matches on the show. I thought Hammerstone's offense looked really high impact. They worked well together. Josh Alexander picks up the win with the C4. Um, one of my top probably three matches on the show, and I thought there was some good stuff on this show. Then we had ABC successfully defend their tag team titles. I thought it was a really good four-way with the Rascals, uh, Grizzled Young Veterans, and Bailey and Laredo Kid. Wasn't supposed to be Laredo Kid, but... It was supposed to be turn seven. Travel problems for seven, I think it was, so Laredo Kid stepped in. And... It was evident in this match, but it seemed to be quite a bit of the night. Like the bottom left corner of the ropes there, people were sort of slipping off them a few times. Yeah, you told me about the night. That. So but this was all action bell to bell. It didn't get didn't feel like it was super long, but it was really fun. So there's three matches in a row I quite liked. Then at some point here they show us Ash by Elegance, even though uh Ray Walt keeps saying Ash by Excellence and has to be corrected by um Hannah Fan at one point. So it's basically her just 
looking super elegant in like an evening gown or hair done differently. She did look quite different from Dana Brooke. So that is at least a start. It was funny because like they teased it earlier, right? And like people, I guess she immediately had, like, immediately like, oh, or whatever. Yeah. Rip off. But I don't think it is. No, I think it was it was some. Like, she has an OnlyFans or whatever, so she, people had already seen, like, so she was wearing that, so people knew it was her before they revealed right. her face. I, w- I wouldn't have been entirely sure unless they, they, I think they actually mentioned Dana Brooke the name once, maybe. Um, anyways, then we had Jordan Grace defeating Trinity to win the Knockouts Championship, as I kind of expected. This match really over-delivered for me. I'm not a huge fan of Trinity, as people that listen probably know, but I thought, that, thought this match was really good. A uh, high-quality 15-minute match. I was pretty into it by the end. I thought, and that's four matches in a row that uh, were really good. And it looks like, kind of like Trinity will be on her way out. Although we do see her on the weekly show in a little bit. I I'll talk about that. I think it's because they taped it, obviously. Yeah. Alex Shelley then successfully defended his TNA championship in the main event against Moose. I thought it was good, but not great. Um, I didn't enjoy it as much as the previous four matches on this show. But still, it was not a bad match at all. Moose won with a spear. Got about 22 minutes. Um, so it looks like we're going to be getting a lot of the system for a while, which I'm not sure is what I want, but yeah, it seems like a really, uh, lukewarm faction and it's just a bunch of veterans thrown together. Right. So I don't know. There's yeah, no youth in there at all. They're all kind of stale and I still understand why. And Moose, I like Myers Moose and Myers have beaten, being teamed together. I feel like it's one of those things where they threw together a match for the pay-per-view and now it's like, for some reason they decided to stick with Moose and Myers. Like there's, it's been a few times, right? Like, yeah. and Myers was with him when he won the Feast or Fire. Like, I don't know. It's weird. And then the big, big reveal, the biggest signing of all time. Not really for them. Uh, Dolph Ziggler does come out. When they've had, what, Kurt Angle, Stain. Nick Nemeth. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. Dolph Ziggler is here, I guess. And so he hits the zigzag that they don't really say what they're going to call it on Moose, obviously. and Best finisher ever. And that's all we sort of see from him. So he is the big surprise. So honestly, a good show. There were like four matches in a row there that I thought were quite entertaining. But it didn't really feel super different from Impact. Would would you say this felt like a new era or the that no. the first Dynamite? Which of the two? It felt like because this one's supposed to be a reset, and I feel like the Dynamite really it felt, felt like, like a, a similar product, just like kind of repackaged with different like. They, they should go back stuff. to six sided to really make it different. Yeah, and again, I'm hoping that it I don't means know how it's hard a that is focus on knockouts and X Division, which maybe it will be. I don't know. But it uh, didn't feel super different to me. Mm-hmm. And of course, mixed in there was like, um, they sort of did an announcement of their thing with AAA. Scott Demore came out with the other guy from AAA. Yelling about stuff. Right. Again. So um, there were little things in between. But overall, I kind of liked the show. Mm-hmm. And then I was quickly going to run through the two thirds that we watched a Raw. You can back me up on any of this. I liked, I don't think you That's saw good, it. I don't have anything from Raw. I liked the opening Drew Cody segment. I saw a bit of it. I think Drew's really good. This is like the best he's been. Drew is good. They wise. just don't always give him time to be good. But he's really comfortable. I liked what he kind of was saying. And Cody, too like his sort of ah, rebuttal like was I, I don't mind him on the mic when he's not and and drew was kind of calling him out for all the crap i hate about cody like you're not sincere like you don't come across as sincere <clears throat> and that you should just be yourself and this isn't the cody i know and you're doing this for somebody else and blah 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 and like i've kind of embraced my real self and i'm doing the best i ever have and you yeah. should too and then Cody, like, well, you keep referring to this match that we had and don't forget who won sort of mic drop moment. It was on, thing. it was McIntyre's last match before he came back. It was in, like, WCPW or something. It was on the Indies. I, and then they also had, they had one of those 
back in the 2010s and there's a bunch of forgettable reigns, they were a team. So I've been hearing good things about Drew and I thought he was really, Drew really is good, good. Yeah, yeah, he carried them in the pandemic for a reason. It's just, but I think this is even better. He's more comfortable in this character. I think they like. should give him a title run for sure. It's, he sounds great. Yeah. I like there was a segment right after with Arthur selling t-shirts and uh, Damian Priest like basically not being okay with it until he gets his cut of the money and then suddenly Priest is like fine with him continuing to sell. Because it's like Jamie McDonough's not in the group so he doesn't get a cut. Like, well, because he, well, not only that, but his name's not on the shirt. So they're like, well, your name's not on the shirt. So I why would you get that, a cut? But like, it's also our truth being our truth. Which it is. It's funny sometimes, but it's like, it's really doing a disservice to JD McDonough, I feel like. Um, and then I like the DIY versus Dom and JD McDonough. That was good. There's for a the main one, roster tag match. That's good there's stuff. There's one bit that they clipped on Instagram, which is like Jamie McDonough hitting a headbutt to Champa. Once I watched it a few times, you can see the thigh slap, but like the sound is yeah, so good. Yeah, it's awesome. And then Gargano hits a super kick, which he thigh slaps really good. And then the whiplash in Jamie McDonough's head, like with the longer hair, Jamie McDonough, I feel like long hair adds to selling. It's it like the way it flips around. And then when Dom does a super kick without a thigh slap, there's the difference. Like thigh slap, yes, sometimes you notice, but like it, it adds to it the does. thing, right? But yeah, no, there's some good sequences in there. And People complain about DIY Low. I feel like their presentation hasn't been the best so far. It's not quite the same as it so, was. So, yeah, so. it's not the same. Their theme song is horrible. Yeah. Um, hopefully they win the titles, though, because they just that'll maybe hopefully get them on track, you know? When part of the NXT thing was like, we're not getting pushed, we're not getting whatever, so we're just going to do it ourselves now, right? And we're going to just be undeniable. You need to find a way to capture that again. I mean, it's Triple H running the show, so True. I feel like you should be able to do it. Was not a fan of Hartwell Larray against Chelsea Green and Piper Niven. Don't even remember who won. Just made a note that I didn't. I think enjoy it was Bayfaces. I noticed something. Oh, it was Hartwell and Larray. I kept yeah, hearing it. it and right. I noticed something was weird. That Hartwell and Larray are using Giant Gargano's heel oh, theme God, from NXT, an instrumental version, which he used when he they were in the way. Yeah. Which I find interesting because it's like they repurposed the theme. So I hope they re-release it as an instrumental because that's one of those themes where that we didn't record audio on here and re-upload on our iTunes so that I could listen to it personally. I would never, never do, that. do that. I'm not going to do that with more music at some point. Um, Let's go. Gunther and Kaiser had an in-ring segment I thought was pretty good. Oh, He's yeah, like proud like of Kaiser for his vicious attack yeah, on Kaiser Kofi. Yeah, Kaiser looked sick that attack beating looked the awesome. crap out of Kofi it the did. other week. Yeah, And I thought Gunther like hugging Kaiser yeah. was really weird. And um, also Gunther declared for the Rumble, which we always complain about. But based on last year, I think Gunther deserves to declare for the Rumble. Mm-hmm. He lasted the whole for time sure. and almost won. Like if anyone deserves And he included to that. Yeah, so exactly. That. Like he, he nearly won the thing. And then the last thing at Woods and Kaiser had a match, which I thought was fine. And yeah, it was fine. Did Bartel win, I think? Sorry, Kaiser, I think mm, won. By DQ. Right. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right, because Woods lost his threw, mind. Threw a chair at him. Just, yes. Um, the so, office chair. Honestly, I watched two-thirds of Raw and didn't hate it. I didn't love everything, but definitely feels different, and that is a com- huge, huge compliment yes. for sure. Uh, do you want to talk about a couple of your matches to give me a break, and then I'll do uh, NXT? Yeah, I'll, do, I'll run through my three. Yep. Um, so I didn't really talk about SmackDown, but I did watch some stuff literally all today yeah so it's fresh in the memory um because in my infinite wisdom i knew it was coming i knew the prodigal son would return peter dune is back so um i did some preparation i played as him in 2k22 which i rebooted and i also watched some matches so i've got three matches um that i like from pete dunn that i decided to revisit the first one was probably one of his most well-known matches which was the aforementioned match with Tyler Bate from TakeOver Chicago 2017. 
Um, I haven't seen this one in a long time, so it's cool to revisit. I honestly don't remember if I've seen it since we watched it. I probably haven't. I So I haven't watched this in a long time. It was a lot shorter than I remember. It was around 15 minutes. I double-checked Wikipedia. It was like mm-hmm. it was pretty short, so it could have been on TV, honestly. But it was as good as I remembered. For how young these guys were at the time, I think B had like turned 20 since the tournament. Yes. And Don was probably like 21 still, or maybe 22. Um, they had some sweet stuff there. I remember the one part where Bate dives with the ropes and he gets the forearm midair and then mm-hmm. the bitter end. Um, so it was really cool and the win was nice to see from Dunn. Um, the second one that I watched, which I was telling you, was the Takeover in Your House five way uh, from 2021, which was uh, Don Gargano, Cole, uh, O'Reilly, and Karrion Cross. Um, <laughs> I always remember as the match that we both of us enjoyed most when the champ was absent. Yeah, they threw him through the door thing. Yeah, didn't they? and they for, put him he's on gone the, for like five minutes. The announced table as well. Yeah. yeah, the sequence where we got like remember the one part where we get different combos of Don Gargano, Cole, and O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. Like they had some double team offense like in a string. That was really cool. That still lives long in my memory. Um, a lot of enjoyable sequences in this one, and basically none of those in- involve Cross. His win is always a downer for me for sure. And the comparison between Don in twenty seventeen, even just like in twenty seventeen and twenty nineteen compared to 2021 to present is crazy um ever since he returned and joined mcafee's crew he's been so lean and jacked and i love it so much more yes. like because he definitely put on a little like he was a little chubbier and like in 2020 when he grew with the beard remember in like 2019 yeah. and then he came back to nxt main and was like jacked and looking sick well, and that's how he looks was since. like he was a little bit of a bigger cruiserweight yeah thing, i think they right? built him on smackdown tonight when he came back as 205 so it's funny like he would have fit barely 205 live yes um and the final one i watched was one i wanted to revisit because i kind of remember it but i don't know if i really did which was Dunn versus balor from takeover vengeance day 2021 um i think this is what you would call a sleeper hit because i like both these guys a lot um but i don't remember this being overly amazing like not that it was bad but i remember it being good but just it didn't really stand out to me Mm -hmm. in this time of nxt where balor was on a really good run and dunn was doing really good um but upon a rewatch i enjoy this a lot more i think you would have really liked it too at the time and maybe especially now um, it was a way more technical match than you usually see from Balor, and it was really cool. The story with him was he had, like, the injured left arm and remember the jaw off the back of the O'Reilly matches oh, he yeah. had. Yep. Um, so that was a story throughout. And then Dunn worked that to perfection. He also ended up having, like, um, an in-ring or a match-long story with the fingers because mm-hmm. obviously Dunn is that. He went, like, heavy on that in this match. And Balor ended up targeting his left knee, which ended up creating a really well-crafted, like, tactical battle where the injured limbs kept coming into play and it, they kept going after each other's. And there's a lot of, like, submissions and holds and done really wearing them down, which was really awesome. Um, I think because it wasn't as memorable because there wasn't a lot of, like, high spots or fast sequences, which we're used to seeing in yeah. takeover main events and matches, which is maybe why that's around. But it was a really good slow burn, I thought. It was a really slow burn, but um, a super quality match. And it was kind of suddenly over with the 1960, no coup de or anything. Mm-hmm. But done look great here. And this was also the post-match where Cole turned heel on. I do remember on him winning with that at some point. Yeah. Uh, this is the one where uh, Cole super kicked him and then O'Reilly. And this is also, I'd like to remember, this is definitely Balor's peak run. This is the yes. Balor I love most. Where he like figured out that heel character. Yeah, and it's just like, I feel like me and Rashi went back to baby-facing, which he didn't really benefit anything from. He had a random U.S. title. Do you remember him holding the U.S. title? No. Exactly. He won and lost on TV, so we probably didn't see it. 
and then he also flopped like a fish that one time. Yep. And then um, Judgment Day, like he's doing solid now, but it's just not the same. No. But anyways, um, revisiting some Pete Dunn, it's nice. Um, <laughs> get that mojo back, and hopefully he's on PLE soon. Hopefully. Because otherwise, I'm not gonna see much of him. But I'm just happy to have him back. British strong style. Let British them cook style. for a while. Yes, let him cook. All right, so we'll talk about some NXT next. You were in the room for a good chunk of it this week. I never. I don't remember what I saw. So um, remind me. So the opener we get is Idris Anafe and Malik Blade taking saw, on Trick um, and Mello. I saw Anafe had like the nice dusty gear. It's going. Dusty Cup round one. Yes, he did. Yeah, there's the polka dots. polka dots going. Um, and commentary talk about Trick outshining Mello kind of near the end of this a little bit, which I thought. So. Remember I sent you a video of Blade hitting whatever that flipping thing was and it looked yeah. like he almost killed Mello? I don't know what it was or if it was on it purpose was or if he's going to redo it, but it looked cool. It was something. I don't know how to describe it even. Um, looked kind of like he ended up dropping Mello on his head a little bit. Yeah, but. almost. And, and Afe's elbow drop does look crazy. It's kind of similar to like uh, Montez Ford's height on okay, his. Yeah, yeah. Like just crazy high. So I really, think like kind of like... Li- Lucian Price and Afe's got an interesting look to him he does. a little bit. It's just um, like you kind of got to figure he's got something some out. Charisma for him. Too, yeah, yeah, you just got to find something. Really good action, especially the second half of this. Blade and Anafe got a lot of time on offense, and I thought they looked really good here. And then after a bunch of crazy action near the end, Melo hits a code breaker, tags in trick, and we get a high knee, and it's over. So I thought the in ring was really good, but I didn't love the storytelling. There was a couple of things like in the first couple of minutes, it really looked like. Trick was going to be the dominant one. Mello tags in. Then uh, the other guys sort of take control. But then they feel like they abandon that. And I thought that was kind of interesting. And even at the end, I would have loved it if it was a trick blind tag, right? To, to, that would have been nice. Knee, yeah, because then Mello would kind of... I just... I don't like that they finished with that because Mello's finisher is solid. I never loved it. I remember like the yeah. diamond leg drop, but it's fine. It's better than Trick's knee. Trick's knee is not good. It's I, it's okay. not... It's bad. It also... F- looked near the beginning like Anafe and Blade were being more aggressive and taking shortcuts. I think they were knocking people off the apron here. And and then commentary said nothing about it and they went back to it not at all. It's just kind of like, oops, we kind of forgot for a minute that we're baby faces. Anyways, they have potential as a baby face tag team, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have Fallon Henley talking to Kelly about the Battle Royal. Uh, Henley says it'll be tough. She's ready, etc. Yeehaw, bitch. And I actually thought Fallon, this was about the best she sounded, like kind of comfortable and natural. The content was pretty generic, but the I delivery hate when was she good. Says, yeah, bitch. Um, I think she has potential to be a really solid baby face. And we always say, like, good baby faces are hard to find. Yep. Heels are pretty easy to find. Um, Electra Lopez and Lola Vice backstage. They're going to win their tag match tonight and then be in the Battle Royal and be a force. Yeah, so this confused me because they're in this and then they're, they're later on They're workers, too. brother. You know, they're... And Tatum Paxley, really. Yeah. So Electra says she'll win. Then she'll have a triple threat at Vengeance and they will be champion. Um, so sort of teasing some Randomly. sort of dissension, I guess, which would come into play later. Randomly. And then they're sort of talking backstage, walking by one of those doors that has like a window in it and... Paxley just sort of yanks the blinds open suddenly and tells them they won't be winning their tag match and that Paxley will win the battle royal and so that nobody goes near the champion. So she's basically going to win the battle royal and not challenge. Her thing's super random. I, I'm kind of enjoying it. Um, Lopez sounds really bad, even though I think she has some charisma. Electra's just okay. And I thought Paxley was kind of good. It's growing on me. I'm not going to lie. Oba Femi goes to the ring to speak. They tell us he is the first, um, what is it, NIL, not name, image, likeness. Uh, 
next, next in, in line. line. Yeah. First next in line person to win gold. So the crowd start doing this ooh thing similar to like what after everything he says. I noticed. I didn't love and it. And listen, man, he handles it well and powers through it. So for a rookie who is on the mic in a live setting like this to not have that trip him up. I was like, because oh. that trips some people up. I was for like, sure. oh no, this guy's in trouble. But he seemed to power through it. And yeah, it was that's fine. important for sure. It is. Um, basically, he says he rules over everyone. He'll destroy everyone because he's backed by destiny. Dragon Lee comes out and he said he's not mad at Femi for sort of taking his moment. The title represents opportunity, and he hopes that Femi will give those opportunity to others and continue the tradition of open challenges. Uh, Lee wants to be the first open challenger tonight. This is where Femi sort of cements himself as a heel, right? He says, no, open challenges are done. Yeah, which I thought that was kind of random. I feel like he hasn't been a heel thus far. I think it was sort of like, it looks like it, but I'm not sure. And I think this is like, yeah, he is for sure. So Dragon Lee wants his rematch at Vengeance Day, but Femi tells him he doesn't get to make those decisions anymore. Yeah, he said he would think about it. Right? And Femi just walks away. So I, he's surprisingly good on the mic, I think, and has a unique style. And it's not just that he has an accent. It's the pace and the way he speaks. I think it's kind of interesting. I can see why whoever's important likes him. Um, it looks like he's starting out as a heel, which I think is good, too. I'm not sure he should be the North American champion, although I guess... I don't. I think it's too soon. If you're trying to develop him as a heel and you're coming... Because my thing was, this is the worker's title. But if you're using it as a heel thing to be like... We know it's the worker's title, and he's never, like, he's going to avoid defending Didn't it. Didn't they just do it with Dom, though? Yeah, kind of, yeah. So, I don't know. Um, we'll see. I think it's too soon, but uh, he's not bad. Hank and Tank and some other guys praise Eddie Thorpe for winning the underground match against Dijak last week. What? That was not last week. Or whatever it was. That was, like, that feels weeks. like it was a month ago. Trey Bearhill comes in, and he thanks Thorpe for representing their culture. They introduce themselves, like, talk about what tribes they belong to. Dijak interrupts. Bear Bear Hill kind of steps up to him. Is Bear Hill actually? Because otherwise, yes. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. They wouldn't be doing that. They wouldn't be giving him that if he wasn't indigenous. I don't think. Uh, So we're gonna get Dijak and Bear Hill later tonight. I thought Trey Bear Hill sounded really, really rough here, but he is brand new and he was probably super nervous. Dijak's Dijak, so that's never good on the mic. And I think just. Eddie Thorpe is just really bland to me. Like, he's just missing something. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I don't know what it is. So, Mello and Trick celebrate their win, uh, their tag team win backstage. Mello says they're headed to the finals. This is where Ilya Dragunov shows up, and he says he wanted to compete against Trick at New Year's Evil, but he wasn't cleared to fight. But he is medically cleared now, and he says that Trick deserves his title match on a big stage, so their match will be at Vengeance Day. Ilya leaves. Trick is obviously pumped about to getting his title shot, but you can see Mello is like, man, we kind of just made plans to be in the Dusty Classic, and the finals for that are on the same day. If right? I'm so, Mello though, I'm gonna be pretend. I'm gonna pretend to be excited for Trick's match to avoid any suspicion, and then in the tag match, you you work your ass to get to the finals, and then the tag match, you make sure Trick does a lot of the work, so then he yes. doesn't get the title, but you still win the tag see, match. I don't know if it's that Mello is a heel and he's hiding it, or if he flips flops back and forth from supporting Trick and his buddy, and then some Trick says something or something happens, and then he starts to feel threatened and insecure, and he sort of like can't. He is honestly trying to support Trick, but then when Trick says something like, "I'll be a triple crown, I'll hold yeah. two belts at the same well, time," so maybe that's like right, and Mello's like, "Oh damn, I don't, I can't so help." But maybe not that'll want push that. him to do the angle. I'm thinking because I feel like that would make sense if I'm. 
mellow, but I guess it depends on how he's coming at it, right? Yeah. So you get Trick committing to mellow first in the Dusty Cup, but now he's double booked and he's coming across like he cares more about the title match, which makes sense, but it seems to irritate Mello, right? Which also makes sense. Right. Uh, then we get the tag match we were promised. It's Lyra and Tatum Paxley versus Lola Vice and Electra Lopez. Paxley is dressed in her hair. It is pretty spot on. Like, and she's, she's doing the mannerisms perfect. and stuff. And I, w- I thought it was really funny. She's I, pretty perfectly matching. It was good, yeah. Um, and then the finish to the pretty what I thought was a pretty average match comes when Lyra's knocked into the corner. Tatum tags herself in. And I think was it? It's like an accidental pin or something. So I think Lopez goes for a kick and Paxley ends up taking it to save Valkyrie. And I think she shoves Valkyrie out of the way and Valkyrie lands on Vice and that's the pinfall. Yeah, it was something something lame like that. that. I didn't love that. I think the basic point was Paxley sacrificing herself um, for that. And the match was nothing really. I thought the finish was kind of creative to continue the Lyra Paxley story because Lyra's not sure. Like It seems like she can trust this stalker in a way, really. But... um, Again, like the story, don't like it for the champion. That's I think fair. it's like beneath her. I've it could be better than Storm though. Yeah, maybe. You did see this. Ariana Grace is condescending and insulting. I liked it, and people were kind of like trickling out as yeah. she's deliver, delivering her spiel. And so she's doing that like I'm the main character sort of thing, and everybody just starts walking out as she's talking about how she beat Roxanne Perez, which is funny because Perez beat her, and the the referee reversed the decision, right? Because so Perez wouldn't stop attacking her. Um, so the fact that she count, counts that as a win is good. She says she'll win the battle royal, and as you said, she finishes her speech and everyone is gone. Yeah. Um. So yeah, she's if she if gets they, good in the ring, I feel like she'd have a really great champion gimmick. And if they can keep writing for her, right? Like she performs it well as long as they keep giving her reasonable stuff to say, she yeah. could have a bright future, I think, too. So I was a little surprised Ridge Holland squashed Joe Coffee right in under three yeah, minutes. Yeah, it was surprisingly straightforward. I mean, I don't think he's the most notable brawling brute of the week, but. It's weird that he went right to Coffee because he's the like the leader, yeah, the more like, protected. Yeah, just dominate this. Mark Coffee. I guess it'd make a little more sense. And he hits what's his driver finisher called? Uh, Northern Grit. Right, which kind of looks cool. And um, um, like Pete Dunn, he also reverted back to his old theme. But in this case, I don't really like it. Gallus attack Ridge from behind after, and remember they keep cutting to the ramp and they keep looking up the ramp, and it was awkward. But I guess the whole point is nobody's coming to help Ridge Holland, right? That he has no friends. So they keep looking, nobody comes, and then they hold, two of Gallus hold him and Joe Coffey hits It's weird, they kept cutting the stage or whatever, thing. didn't they? Like, yeah, but it's like no one's coming, coming to help you, that's all it was. Yep, Seamus is injured, Pete Dunne is bruiser waiting. Anonymous, their latest video is from Chase U and JC Jane's looking at whatever pictures or something on her phone saying Talent. they're fantastic. Uh, JC says the work has only begun, she wishes Carmen good luck in the Battle Royal tonight. People leave. JC asked Jasmine, somebody, to hang back, saying she did a great job and asking her out for drinks. Remember that part? Yeah. The thought of... Was it almost felt like a date or something? That's what it felt like to me, like they're doing some training, which is fine. Like, Yeah, whatever. Just, I... It's fine in theory, but I don't trust NXT no, with that. No, to they, do it respectfully and like realistically. Respectful, yeah. Gay, lesbian, storyline, whatever. Like... Love and to also, see it, but I don't know. If they're doing faith. my calendar thing, which if I called that, it's that's still possible. A, a thousand IQ play for me. Yep. Um, just the thought of Carmen Petrovich posing for a calendar with her sword makes me Amazing. chuckle. That yep. makes me laugh. That's um, funny. I think Jane is starting to sound pretty good since she's side of dialed things back, right? Yeah, because um, I feel like she's kind of tweaked things. She's whereas mellowed Gigi out. Dolan still is still like, just like, 
I remember seeing the segment between those two when they were feuding. It's just like they try so hard. And to I like, think Jane, since the Chase U involvement, is a little bit more. And Dolan's subdued. still like you know what I'm talking yes. about, right? Like oh, it's yeah. just the way they try to sound whatever. It's, I hate it. I agree. Uh, Kalani Jordan and Brinley Reese. You were like who? It's the one I didn't know from last week. I thought at uh, yeah. a glance, I thought it was Thea Hale. I thought it was um, Izzy Dame when she was like standing upside down. So she's doing gymnastics. They're gymnastic things, friends. That's talking about the battle royal. Something like if they can't win, then they hope the other one does or something. Um, right back at you. And girl. Reese is just saying a bunch of motivational cliches, right? And yeah. Jordan comments on how much energy Reese has. So it's like a motivational whatever. Yeah. Um, I thought this was amusing, but strange. It, you saw this too. The Baron Corbin is being interviewed by Kelly Kincaid and yeah, Braun it, Breaker comes up. Yeah, it did kind up. of amuse me, but it was also kind of whatever, and then it was, like, random But too. Braun was, like... Uh, I'll talk about it first, I guess. Um, so Breaker showed up late, sort of, and Corbin saying he told him the interview was later, like, almost uh, Corbin set him up to show up late because Corbin wanted all the time, which would make sense. So they kind of argue about who's the leader, and then Braun suggests their team is called the Wolf Dogs, and Corbin's, like, kind of like, what did you say? Um... And then I it's like that it, whole comedy shtick where he's like, oh, I said this. Nope. Go back further. Right. And it was just really, really made huge Bron, like, character shift for Braun. Really dumbed down Braun. Like, he's, he's gone like, from meaner than evil, like bully, just killing everyone. Now he's like a dumb jock. Yeah. yeah. Almost like comedy. It was weird. Yeah. And not saying it wasn't completely unfunny, but it was just like. And it was like, oh, I thought of the name in the shower. Oh, you were thinking about me in the shower? Like some minor homophobia. Corbin too. sold it. Yeah. Sold it well. Corbin's, uh, um, he's pretty comfortable. I don't I even find. know if it's like homophobia. It's like just weird for them. But like, no, Corbin sold it well. And it was like, Wolf Dogs, it's like, it's probably worse than Swerve in Our Glory or whatever. Kelly tells him they're both a holes. Uh, Braun suggests the name Wild Boars. Corbin doesn't like that either. I don't understand that. And also, that's gimmick infringement. Again, the dynamic. Yeah, we want the, the hunt back. <laughs> the real wild boar. Um, So entertaining, but again, like a complete shift from Braun out of nowhere, right? But, yeah, it felt like. Not even canon or something. Um, yeah, honestly, his tone completely different. Like he's leaning away from the they, badass like, thing. I would like to like and, compare this juxtapose to the segment where Corbin proposed the mm -hmm. team right. to him. It's not the same. Not at all. And I don't know what's changed it. Absolutely. Then we get another Dusty Cup quarterfinals. It's Chase U, which is Hudson and Riley Osborne. Chase is there taking on LWO, which is Cruz del Toro. Walking Wild and Zelina Vegas the there. Former with them. Legado Fantasma, because now it's um Carrillo That's and Garza. Right. That's right. We just swap them out. I mean, they're better. Duke hit a boss man slam. Wild made a blind tag, hit a missile drop kick. Wild uh, dove on to Riley on the floor. And Wild hit a suicide dive uh, into a DDT onto Duke on the floor. Back in the ring, Wild hit the moonsault. Cruz tagged in for a Phoenix splash off the top onto Duke for the pinfall win after about 10 minutes. Pretty good TV tag match. Cruz and Wild are really talented, right? But they never get much attention because they're sort of generic i guess I yeah don't know. good in the ring but not super interesting elsewhere for a rookie osborne didn't feel out of place i don't know how much wrestling experience he has like is he an indie he's, guy or is i he, think he's nil i'm pretty sure most i think so of them too were. so he he didn't look out of place here and i guess the point here is that things are still going poorly for chase U, no matter what they yeah. do did he take the pin or was it duke because uh, duke took the pin oh uh, right because i thought it'd be interesting more interesting if um Osborne took the pin because it was JC suggesting that he go in here. So mm -hmm. I thought it would be like, True. it kind of makes sense or like be storyline furthering if he took the pin. But still, JC's advice clearly didn't work out here because they I guess. lost. So. Yeah. Uh, I know you love this. Hey, talk about your new favorite character, which is Adriana Rizzo, the uh, Riz. Yeah, no. 
So this was bad. Oh my god! Uh, now I, I remember mean. what you're talking about. She's, that was bad, man. So she's nervous for tonight's battle royal, and she's doing the most stereotypical Italian. Oh, she's arguably the worst of the three. Stacks, this, honestly, she was so bad. She made me hate the other two more than I already did. Stack says the Riz always takes care of biz. Uh, okay. And Tony, that was bad. Tony D'Angelo reminds her of the times that like she's knocked out people for the family without getting the specifics, and she says they all deserved it. I'd like you to explain why these are such great baby faces. I know. I told you. Like, no, they're know, literally mobsters who refer yeah. to killing people and stuff. And, you know, sleep with the fishes and whatnot. Um, Wait, she, let's not forget the, those first promos and just keep going. Like, forget about it. So Tony's trying to say, like, all the women in forget the match tonight it. deserve it. So take them out. Um, uh, and Riz says, Rizzo says the bodies will be flying. Her, she's so, like, I told it's you. so, uh, so. Um, my notes literally say, let Jack speak here. It's so fake and tacked on. Like the lack of authenticity in her voice is insane. And it honestly, if you were to do a parody of what they're doing, it would be exactly it, the same exactly. thing. Her Italian accent and our attempt at it is so bad that it sheds more light on the other two and, and how bad they're. Even is. more on the nose is Tony was wearing under his jacket. You could see a he was wearing shirt. a Godfather yeah. T-shirt. So like, just <laughs> the subtlety sledgehammer is not there. It in there. Yeah. Um, so he's dead. Then we get another little segment I wasn't a fan of, and that's because it's Von Wagner now in play for the NXT Heritage Cup, which... Oh, yeah, I didn't This know. is now becoming, like, the big man. It's kind of weird to me, because this is supposed to be... Anyways. Or it's, like, becoming... A, not even that, but it's, like, it's, like, this wrestling thing, and so it becomes a thing for other wrestlers to step outside their comfort zone. Yeah. Remember how annoying this was, though? Because... Oh, I hate Dar's this. trying to explain the rules, and Von Wagner's like an idiot with yeah, numbers. Yeah, Von Wagner's like a really dumbass. Stupid. Uh, it was like the Braun thing, but better almost because it makes more sense for Von to be stupid, but also worse because Von sucks. And it's like I got an A in algebra to stone up. Just like no, I don't know, I didn't like not this. Good. No, like, I don't like this use of the Heritage Cup because no, Dar is cool and Dar's it should awesome. be. He didn't even come in and say hello, hello, hello. <laughs> no, he did not. We then get Trey Bearhill versus uh, Dijak. He's not good. The highlight of this was Joe Gacy on commentary. Just the Okay, look. that was funny. Yeah, he's like, he just like appears and he's like all smiling, like ready to call the match. He's got like the... And nobody objects to him just joining. They're just confused. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he's got like the the retro Vince suit yeah, on too, much. which was a funny callback as well. Um, so I, I, I think I he said what a maneuver too, right? You, he did. You, you mentioned the that. The story continues of him showing up in weird places. I like it if it's like... It's funny how tony storm's losing her sanity he's like losing his sanity he's just like because maybe that's what they've been doing but like they yeah, i don't to know kind what of, they're gonna do with like it. a more pointed focus on it but like he's losing his sanity. he's just like randomly showing up on commentary maybe he's like ne next week he should like be randomly refing a match or like this one made me laugh I'll he does that. um oh he should do like ring announcing just mm -hmm. randomly like I don't know, stuff like that like you could go somewhere with this you know so we get some back and forth with basic stuff from bear hill before die jack wins with his discus boot in about five minutes it's about what I expected. Uh, Die Hill, Die Jack wins. Bear Hill gets exposure. Die Hill. <laughs> um, but I didn't think Bear Hill looked I don't impressive think he looked at all. Any. His looks not great. I didn't. I didn't think like any of the, the uh, entrance and whatever. I thought no. it was more annoying than uh, Thorpe's, which I also don't like. After the match, Joe Gacy goes after Die Jack. They kind of brawl to the back, and then in the ring, Lexus King shows up, attacks Trey Bear Hill from behind, hits the swinging neckbreaker move that I don't think that's great. And he's mad at Trey for costing King the biggest match of his life. And 
maybe this is a feud where King can get a win because he doesn't seem to win a lot despite being really no. prominent on this show. He what he lost the tournament that he somehow got in for one chair attacking Bear Hill. One chair shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, they should have a chair on a pole match. Yes, for sure. Uh, then he what lost to Mello, lost to Dragon Lee. Right. Um, that's all in the span of like a couple months. Yes, he has not looked months. impressive. No. Uh, Briggs is back. He, he wanted to be though with JBL. Oh, uh, yeah. Briggs says he's watching his match back and asks for advice. JBL says the win was great, but what Wrestling's he's looking for isn't there. He asked this bridge. Briggs knows why JBL picked him for the Iron Survivor he qualifier. He such like a soft like I know. tone. It was really weird. And he says that he that Briggs is incredible, but he needs to find out who he is. He wants Briggs to show NXT and WWE who he is. <laughs> What's that name going to be? <laughs> and I put that I love how one of the biggest bullies in the history of WWE who would have just smashed this rookie for coming in in he real life. He bullied my favorite commentator off SmackDown. Is now being portrayed as this kind and caring mentor, Legend, yeah. right? Um, I'll never forget that he bullied Mauro Ronaldo. But however, Briggs is somewhat reminiscent of JBL, so that that combination makes sense. He's like a, a bigger dude who fi- has a finishing clothesline, right? For, so I get that. If you're Josh Briggs, I'd like to point out the last person that JBL managed or even really guided was baron corbin a run so bad that they've split after a few months and then corbin went back to nxt Mm -hmm. so i'd like to point out that at least in kayfabe jbl's help is not very good looks like briggs is getting a bit of a singles push and that's okay he's 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 a veteran yeah he's an indie guy so i like him more than brooks also i so i saw a bit of lexus king's interview with uh van vliet yeah um and i forgot that brooks jensen is bull buchanan jr that's correct i forgot about that yeah he is be squared. Uh, we get a no. Oh yeah, wasn't he with Cena? With Cena. Yeah, yeah he's his, his muscle as a heel. <laughs> That's awesome. Didn't he have Rodney Mack for a bit too? Probably. I think. No quarter catch club. Get a Crew. vignette here, where Drew Gulak says the last few weeks have been an unacceptable. I would agree. So now they go back to basics. It's them training and doing their basic stuff. Damn. See. Gulak says it's no mercy, no quarter given. Again, what does that mean? It like when you give someone no quarter, it means I think like you're not holding back at all. Okay, that makes sense. Um, again, I want to like this group, but they have to do something to gain prominence to not be Miles like Bourne, the jobber man, team. He's rough. His speaking is unbelievable, and I don't like to pick on people for s- things they can't no, help. No, I really, and I don't think he can help I the way he talks. Struggle not man. to be mean with him because yes. like he clearly it's has some rough. sort of speech impediment yes. or speaking issue or whatever, but like. For someone who has to speak on TV, it's bad, it's man. Good. And I mean that in like the least hurtful way possible because yeah. I don't want to be mean to the guy. But like I heard him on Level Up once, like, and he's bad. And man. they're only giving him like half a line at a time, and it's still like it's shocking. Still, like, yeah. Um. So I feel bad, obviously. Yes. But, like it's it's, it's not just really not good. Nope. I'm sorry. Uh, Trick walks up to Mello and apologizes to him. He says he's excited. But stepped on what they have going. Mello says he understands. I feel like this is what you were saying earlier, where this will kind of rain Mello back in to be like, right. now they're fine, but then something's going to happen and he'll like, so, That's right. which will maybe push him to do then what I'm saying. And it happens at the end of this, right? So Trick says he's got a solution. They finish what they started at Vengeance Day, win the Dusty Classic. Then he goes on to win the title in the main event. Mello asks if he's sure. Trick says he is. Mello says uh, to not get ahead of themselves. They have to get through the LWO first. That'll be a cool match. Trick says Mello has his word. Eye on the prize. Trick says he could be the first to hold the NXT Championship and NXT Tag Team Championship at the same time. And then he would also get the Triple Crown. And you can see this sort of tweaks Mello, right? Because they'd both have be Triple Crown, 
but Trick would be holding two at the same time, so which Mello hasn't done. Mello would like, because the original proposition was Trick would get that and be two-tailed Trick, and then he would have the triple crown, but now it's Trick gets both. Right. Mello would be the first, no, because, sorry, I was thinking of it like they'd win the titles in the opening, but then no, because if you think about it, the Dusty Cup's not for the title, so they'd win the cup and they have the title shot, but then Trick wins the title first and then win the titles. Mello wouldn't even be the first triple crown champion. Right. He would be one of two first because right. they would be their their triple crown win would coincide. And so again, so, you can see Mello's happy about the wheels the, are turning right? that they're gonna go through with the tag team thing. But now, like, oh damn, now he's gonna have a he's gonna have a like a feather in his cap that I don't have, sort of thing. Right. So it's this roller coaster with Mello and. It's like he's happy, then he feels threatened, and it's almost excruciatingly slow. But it's, but it's kind really of, good, too. Yeah, it kind of works. I thought it was... I think it started out kind of not good slow, because it was like, remember they kept kind of going back yes. and forth every week, but they kind of found their footing. It's And so I I said, like, Jack could could check in every three weeks, and nothing really changes, but somehow it's the weekly segments are still good. Yeah. So I'm like, man, it's moving at a snail's place pace, but I enjoy the segments, so it's Which fine. Is, that's a good slow burn. Yeah, absolutely. Super slow burn. Like, really, really slow. Then the main event is the Battle Royal. There's really not a ton. Which ends in a four-way. Right. Worthy here. Um, so it's official. Cora Jade's it with an injury, and we get Ren Sinclair, who you said is somebody yeah, That's um, Maddie Renkowski of NWA fame. There she had go. this really bad ring gear that was like kind of these, like, cut-off, cut jeans kind of thing. Like, yeah. I remember, like, half her jeans where i'm like i don't know oh yes on this, it was yeah, really it bad was remember um but so yeah this one that ends in a four-way and i noticed in this match and i think you might have noticed there was a lot of throw someone out turn your back on the rest yes. of people you know celebrate or like trap trash find talk a way to get on, on the, the outside and then get knocked yeah, off it's like there's a lot of distraction eliminations like because people are stupid so you're taking a bunch of inexperienced wrestlers and putting them in a match that's hard to work because you're so limited as to what you can do they've done this so many times with the women too yes. like in the past year they've done it a few times for sure so Remember, that was the, that set up the uh, toxic attraction split so adriana rizzo and par miss parker yeah. Oh, Jada Parker. They have issues because they're um the family the and effects. out the mud. Yeah. So they Lash ends up eliminating one of them. Brimley under eliminates the other, and then Rizzo and Parker continue to fight on the floor. Uh Kalani Jordan falls onto people and then ends up on the announce table. Remember, this was her hold. You got thrown over the ropes, but you landed she on people the, she and did the Kofi spot. She, she walked the barricade, jumped onto yeah. the steps to re-enter the match. Electra saves Lola Vice from elimination, but then right after that, Vice sort of eliminates Lopez. Lopez is furious. Then Paxley comes along, eliminates Lola Vice, and Vice and Lopez fight on the floor. So it looks like they're done after. I don't. They haven't been together for super long, but I guess they're done. Um, I like the spot where Lash Legend is swinging somebody and using them as a weapon. I think the, it was Kalani. The second person she hit looked pretty solid with it. So the final four are Kalani Jordan. Fallon Henley, Kiana James, and uh, Roxanne Perez. And I thought it was actually a pretty fun four-way match. Up to this point, it was really nothing of note, but I kind of liked the the four-way between these two. Roxy sends Fallon to the outside. Kalani sends Roxy out, goes up for a moonsault, but Izzy Dame sort of pulls Kiana James to safety. Roxy hits the pop rocks on Kalani. Roxy, whoa, that's... I think I called her that a couple times. That's a while ago. Yeah, it is. I didn't know, I just noticed. Um hits the pop rocks on Kalani Jordan to win. So again, Battle Royal, okay, really nothing special going on there. Nothing memorable other than a couple feuds furthering and and the split of Lopez and Random. Vice. 
but the four-way at the end was much better. I, I think clearly they really like Kalani Jordan. This was a way to put her in with three of the more experienced women in NXT. I thought they did a lot in the final few minutes. Perez winning is a bit odd because we're going babyface, babyface, unless... You said babyface, fury babyface. Un- right, like the fiery, <laughs> she's not taking any crap. Unless they're going to turn that into maybe she loses to Lyra and that's full heel turn, you know? Maybe Tatum Paxley ends up getting involved and then that'll send Roxanne over the edge. Could be. I would love it. And Paxley's the gatekeeper to Lyra then. I don't know. I mean, that that's always a weird thing to do for babyface. It usually feels like the heel thing, but I mean, you it could work. And I did watch the first episode of TNA Impact Day, um, and it, clearly my first note was I was not the only one that thought Josh Alexander's wife's voice was not ideal for her new ring announcing role because she definitely was speaking in a lower register from Hard to Kill, and it was helpful actually. I thought it was better clearly uh other people because when she got excited and loud that whatever the pitch the tone i don't know what the right word is of her voice was grating so she corrected that i thought here opening match was a, a crazy sprint it was kushida miguel laredo kid bailey exhibition uh, stuff vikingo yeah. jake uh, jake something um really fun really short jake something pinned laredo kid with the void fun match but like super quick then we get a our first vignette for Ash. What is it? Ash. Ash uh, by elegance. Ash by elegance. And it's basically like she's irresistible. She's undeniable. Um, I disagree. So they better lean real heavily into her character because her in-ring work is not good, right? So <laughs> yeah. Um, there's not given us much to latch on to yet, but I will say it doesn't feel like Tony Storm. It feels more like she's, um, I don't know if you'd be familiar with this, like a cologne or perfume ad. That where it's sense. super obscure that, and you, you don't name, even know that it's related the name definitely right. reminds me of something she that. feels like an embodiment living breathing like cologne commercial the only me. reason that it reminds me of cologne commercials because i remember like the one challenge from practical jokers yes. where they have like the different stupid right. cologne campaigns ash by elegance i can you can picture that on that's a what it feels bottle, like absolutely or it's like oh what, what remember the hair place we used to go to with caitlin that was like touch, touch of elegance. elegance. It reminds me of that. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Um, Zaya Brookside surprisingly pinned Tasha Steeles in a pretty quick match with her Brooksy bomb, which I didn't think that's, I great. don't like that name. So, have you seen it? No, what? So, you're sitting on the turnbuckle, like muscle buster style, back, like I uh, know, but I just grab your wrists and flip you into a power bomb and then directly pin you. So, you're behind me sitting on the ropes. I grab your wrist, flip you over, sit out, pin. Didn't look great. The Brooksy bomb. Clever name, too. It's not connecting. So I was surprised by the quick win because Tasha's just a returning former champion. And I thought that I guess this she's didn't not do super, her any favors. It's, she's not super high level, no. I guess, right? And I guess her, her reign was kind of random, wasn't it? It was. Quality win for Brookside, I guess. But the crowd was dead for this. Although I don't think it was their fault. The crowd, I noticed, was dead for a few things. Grizzled Young Veterans defeated EY and Kazarian. In a good TV tag match. I was confused and thought EY and Kazarian were part of the system. (laughs) And they're not. Because they they break up here. And I was like, what? Already? But then I was like, oh no, they weren't. It's still weird. Um, I didn't know who the baby face was here. It wasn't really clear. Sorry, who did they face again? Grizzled Young Veterans. Who I hope better be healed. They're not baby faces. No No way. Especially Gibson if they let him talk crap. Which they need to get back to. He needs a mic on his entrance. And just rip people. Um... So far, I don't think I'm going to care about the system very much. Again, this is a note when I thought this was still the system, <laughs> right? So you could ignore that. Um, 
So I love that it didn't I still make it thought I'd enough. mention it. Uh, Grizzled Young Veterans won with the Grit Your Teeth. Do you know what that is? Is that the Ticket to Mayhem? No, I wish. It's different? It's like the, not the Tombstone and the Codebreaker? No, it's the both do half a Codebreaker now. Oh, the Diet of Dunham. That's not it's as not good. It's not that good. Honestly, um, the, tomb, the, tomb, the Ticket to Mayhem, it's kind of like Dante's Inferno, where it's just like a lift into something, but I like it still it. looks cool. I thought so. I like it. So Kaz turns on EY, EY over after the match and beats on him. Um, why? I don't know. This, like, why? This, does anyone care about Kaz anymore? Like, what? I don't... I, I think they're trying, because he's an original or blah, 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 so... I, I, and he's still good, but, like, I again, they, I want fresh faces. Uh, AEW fumbled the Elite Hunter thing he had. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. Kaz is just Kaz, but the Elite Hunter thing could have been something. It could have. Uh, we get a lame kind of system segment in a restaurant. They're eating and celebrating. I thought it was really generic. Just still feels like a random group of people. It and is. where is D'Angelo Williams? He was nowhere to be seen. Sorry, here. let me recap. He's the one I'm most interested in. It's right. Okay, sorry. I was thinking the woman. It's Alicia. Right? It's Alicia. That, yeah, that's of course. great. Uh, Nick Nemeth gets a chance to speak, and I thought he sounded really good. He does a lot of pandering to the crowd here, though. I saw the one line that um, I saw on post on Instagram was from Macklin was like, no one's going to remember Nick Nemeth. They're going to just ask what the hell happened to Dolph Ziggler. Correct. I really like that line. I thought Macklin was good. I here. love that line. So yeah, Ziggler's about, I'm going to the top for the first <laughs> time as Nick Nemeth. Macklin interrupts, and he, I like this because he's like, oh, maybe I was confusing this promo with when what they were saying to Cody now that I think about it. I don't know. But anyways, he thinks Ziggler is a phony um, who is who is here to take. <laughs> it's possible they did the same. It, it is. He's here to take and not give um, like he says he will. And he's he won't let Ziggler speak. He keeps like knocking the mic away from him. And he accuses Ziggler of using TNA as a stepping stone basically to go somewhere else after. Refers to him as Dolph Ziggler, like you said. And then knocks the mic away and Ziggler sort of knocks it. I didn't like this because... Uh, I forget what he hit him with, but Macklin had to sell for quite a while, which I didn't enjoy, and, and Ziggler just kind of walks away. I really like Macklin in this part, right? And he's a good first opponent for Ziggler. Too bad Ziggler has to win, obviously, but uh, it made sense to me. It's weird that it's been so long that like I almost definitely prefer the name Dolph Ziggler, which I know. is a stupid name, it's but it's terrible. like... it's. It's been here so long that it's like I can't even consider it terrible. It's just like it is his name. You just get used to it. Well, yeah, it's like I guess that's that's what that is. Yeah. So Trinity's still in TNA for now. At least she shows up to interrupt a Jordan Grace interview. She wants her rematch next week. Grace agrees to it. Jay Vidal comes out to the ring, insults the crowd. PCO comes out and squashes him basically, and it feels like maybe they're moving away from the Sean Taraj because. Uh, Jay was not with Shaw in the interview earlier. Shaw was not with Vidal here. I like and, to say that's kind of a funny name. And when Shaw talked to, she was talking to Gail Kim, and Gail Kim's like, "See, you won the X Division thing without your people." So they should do. We'll they see should where get her a couple of like female lackeys, so mm-hmm. you can have kind of like uh, Jade Cargill and the baddies. You could do something like that with uh, Dana Brooke. No, thank you. What? No. Um, Okada is here with Motor City Machine Guns and they'll take on the system next week. I did see that promo on Instagram. I thought Shelly was good. Saving was solid and Okada didn't was say fine. much. Like, she said like one thing. It was limited English, so I'll, I won't fault him for anything. Uh, the main event was nice good, but I thought people were going crazy over it. It felt short to me. It didn't feel as good as not only the first match, but Agreed. also Bailey Alexander. Agreed. Sorry, not Bailey Alexander. Well, Bailey Alexander but Bailey, Bailey Osprey. Osprey. Yeah. Yeah. So Josh Alexander got his win back against Will Osprey. Strong main event. Fair. Again, not amazing. Yeah. There was an early Tiger driver through a table by Alexander that, that looked good. That was really good, actually. There no, was it a... was by Osprey. 
sorry, there was an avalanche poison Rana and that a hidden really blade nice. for a near fall that was cool. No Stormbreaker here, right? Then we got a hidden blade and a Storm Driver for a near fall. Uh, but yeah, kind of a sudden C4. Like I actually thought, oh, he's going to kick though. out yeah. and we're going to keep going. And then it was over because we had to make room for Scott Demore to come out and scream at us for <laughs> five minutes, right? Um, really I, good. I respect the passion of the dude, yes. but it's not necessary. I was like, dude, we better have a defibrillator like warmed up because this guy is going to have a gripper <laughs> on TV. He, he's a little too passionate about three letters, man. Yeah, he cursed and one of them was an F-bomb and it was yeah, not censored. It, but we, no, it wasn't. Was. I thought it was. No. I swear I heard a beep. Neither of them were beeped. I was surprised. I swear it was. Although we weren't watching it on regular TV. It's He's way too anti-Botini. Like, I don't think well, it's as he, big of a deal as he makes it. And what me. did he say? It was the greatest match he's ever seen in his life or something? Which I was like, now now I like struggle to believe anything you're saying. Because that is so clearly hyperbole. He just that watched what else are them, you saying? He watched them have a better match already. No right. doubt. Like, I don't, anyways anyways so yeah that was uh, again doesn't feel like a wildly new product right like sure you've thrown together the system out of nowhere and not explained at all why they're <laughs> together um so i guess that's new and you've got ziggler and you've got dana brooke dana and that's brooke. your like big new stuff so i don't know it's uh the loss of tarus it doesn't is not made up by adding dana brooke to it. <laughs> or even ziggler i mean Ziggler might end up being a really good fit for them, but he's not I think he is. a huge free agent signing, in my opinion. But anyways, not no. bad. Uh, anything else? I guess we don't have any SmackDown. Slight figuring, but that's really it. All right, so let's move into that really quickly to be the final segment this week. Jack will give us a quick update. It's what we call Figuring It Out with Jack. All right, what do you got for us this week? Um, just slight AEW stuff. They finally got like real images for like the Swerve fig and whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just the package images, but it's this orange and purple gear for Swerve, which is from it's from his early run. But like, it looks nice. And it does honestly, I'll just be happy to get a Swerve figure that's not an old basic. For sure. If it was a new basic Swerve, like the LA Knight I got. Which yeah, you approve of the new basics. Nice. The new basics is nice. They actually have like outkick their own ball joints. Because did you the even talked about your a package, one of your No, Christmas... my package finally came. I got a, the new Carmelo Hayes, the purple one at least, not the Chase yet. But we got a mellow figure, which is nice. I got blue Stardust, so I got both the new Stardust, which right. is a goal. And then I got the new basic LA Knight with the new articulation, which is which you're saying, goal, which is nice. It's basics like, are now much better. They used to only be able to kick forward, and like as long as they up the decals a little, because they usually have really flat paint apps mm-hmm. and whatever. So, but the articulation wise, the basics are actually worth your purchase and not good hot garbage. That's good news. But so we got Swear Circle in the orange and purple, which is nice. We got Keith Lee in the black and pink from All Out, which I think was the match with them and um, the Acclaimed, the mm-hmm. first one where the Acclaimed were really over. It looks nice. I, the the vest looks really weird, kind of in the rubber. The logo, you know, like his silhouette logo, the arms yeah. look kind of weird. It's just the, the way they did it was weird. The chase is in white and pink, which isn't cool looking, but I have an Elite that looks the exact same, so it's not like you need it. Also, they chose a picture of him on the on the front with the gray hair, which kind of does Your favorite. Dirty. Yeah, that kind of does him dirty. Um <laughs> And then we got the other chase is Billy Gunn, which is whatever. It's just like him in a cloth shirt. It's the same as the ringside exclusive, just with the, the this. It's like with a different shirt. And I think that shirt on the back, it's got some sort of scissor logo, but it says Billy Gunn on the shirt. So mm-hmm. I think they, it's one of those ones where they censor it. Yep. Which I know they've done with him before. They used to. I watched saw in a video um his old figures in WWF. They would have to write Mr. BA on the back instead of mm-hmm. badass, which I think is funny. And yeah. they also didn't put the lips on his crotch. 
um, which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, there's toy. the acclaimed from All Out, the same match with Keith Lee, which I think was the one where they got over. Caster's got a microphone and headphones, and they both got the tongue out and normal heads. Mm-hmm. And then the three-pack figures that are coming out as well are basically the same. It's just they're more pink. These are like kind of pink and black, and those ones are pink-pink. Uh, then there's Tony Storm, which is thankfully pre-outcast, pre-timeless. Yeah. So it's like just regular Tony Storm with a new title, which is nice. Nice. And then there's Starks in a white and red, which is nice because I really liked this first figure. I thought it looked good and it like it just it feels good because sometimes they just don't pose around, but that one poses nice. And this one's got like a screaming head, which looks fine, and it's got the FTW belt. Of course. So now I don't have valuable. To get, now I don't have to get Hook, which although after this week, send Hook. After this week, maybe I will get a Hook someday. Nice. You know, maybe. he's grown on you. But the only hook with the FTW Bell is the ringside one. So maybe I'll, if I find hook in stores, I'll get that and I'll get those Ricky Starks. Nice. You know, we'll work it out. And that's it. It is. All right, folks. Well, I want a new Pete Dunn. We approach in two hours, 20 minutes, as we tend to do. But 183 is coming to an end. In the books. We will be back for 184 next week. We've still got to get at our worst of at some point, maybe in the next week or two when we have some downtime. Yeah, I'll have some downtime for sure. We'll do that. I got to get started on. I know you're almost done, so we're waiting on me and mostly. We got Rumble next weekend, which right? is good. We love Rumble season. So is that on Saturday or Sunday? Uh, it's the 27th, so I think... That is sun- no, Saturday. So... So that we'll that. preview that probably next week, right? We'll definitely preview and it. And then if it's hopefully good enough or bad enough, we'll want to review it. If Last not, two Rumbles has been like one thing we really liked. And we'll review it at some point, whether it's a separate episode or part of 184. Yep, I don't know. Talked about. But we'll definitely be back here for 184 on Saturday. We hope to see you back here. Bring some friends. Thanks for taking some time to listen to us. See you in about a week. And until then, take care. <laughs>